0: To turn on your radio. Something fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that will sweep people right off their feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he unleash at will? Oh. Calling your genial host, renowned
1: writer, art collector, and teller of strange tales. What fiendish power did he possess? Where did he come from? Who is this man?
2: Believe me
3: It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Band Radio Network for a Monday Talk radio the way our founders intended America, a reminder that razor wire is not inhumane long as you don't climb on it. Day 1121. And then it gets a little tricky now. But by itself, it's just sitting there. Hey, with the Eric in America, say hello to EZ. What's up? Good afternoon to you, putting the heat in Heather.
4: Hello. Double
3: H is here. As usual, Dark History Hour 3. And uh, our buddy Eric Matheny, top of the final hour of the program. And all of your remarks... Here and there and everywhere. By all accounts, Tucker Carlson has interviewed Vladimir Putin. There were reports Tucker Carlson spotted in Moscow. Uh, Tucker Carlson spotted leaving his hotel, uh, spotted headed to the Kremlin. Some other journalists met him. uh, And people on the street, they went out and asked Russians what they thought of Tucker Carlson, Now this might come back to bite him in the ass, but I'm going to read, because someone has translated it here, they're asked, uh, I'm trying to get the question, what, what do they think of American journalist Tucker Carlson?
5: In my opinion,
3: he's the bravest, most outra- courageous American journalist today, <clears throat> and he has the fortitude and, to be frank and speak his mind frequently appears uh, he's known for telling the truth which is why they he faces criticism in the united states from what i understand he has come here to interview putin I i don't know if they will let him
4: i really admire him
3: he has the ability to provide genuine personal insights into and worthy of report
6: We appreciate his
3: boldness at expressing his opinions, despite being a country that is crooked and known for its racist views. I was struck by how frankly he talks about the real problems in the United States. He provides a very good presentation of information with a good sense of humor. I've heard that he's come to Russia. Well, welcome. I believe that he holds the mark of a decent journalist, honest.
5: Uh,
3: you get it. Everyone loves him over there. He's like a, uh, a, a a superhero. And one guy says he's dope for telling the truth, which is why he faces so much criticism in America. It's like they know, you know they've got they've got our number. Bill Kristol, um, uh, uh, I don't even know what he is. He's not definitely not a conservative. He said on his uh, Twitter account, quote, we need a total and complete shutdown of Tucker Carlson returning to the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what's going on. Well, I would imagine the same thing that went on when Mike Wallace interviewed Putin and you were quiet when uh, Keir Uh, Simmons from M.A.C. interviewed Putin. I didn't hear you complaining then. Uh, Barbara Walters has interviewed him. You guys said nothing. But because Tucker Carlson, what worries them about Tucker Carlson so much?
7: I I have no idea. Uh, It's a fact that it should be a big deal when you have a journalist that is getting meetings with a world leader to do an interview.
3: And I, I think they fear him because he doesn't have a network behind him. How, how can he make this happen? He doesn't have the balls of the NBC and the big brass of the CBS or uh you know the, a, a giant broadcasting company. He's just an independent guy. That's what they fear because he's not beholden to legacy media and thus the administration. I don't know what to expect from it. Um I mean we there was a time when we had real journalism uh you know Dan Rather uh, he, uh and uh, what's her name? Diane Sawyer even interviewed Saddam Hussein. That was, you know, that weren't they weren't softballing. That was real journalism. And I don't know. If that's what we'll, I'm sure we'll get uh, as real questions.
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what I would like to see. Uh, I don't. I'd like to see Tucker actually ask some questions. I don't want uh, Tucker walking with uh, Vlad shirtless and uh, <laughs> yeah, riding a bear through. together. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't think he'll. Uh, well, you know what they're going to say. If you're a conservative and you know you're not, you're not on board and you don't have the, and I don't even know what. I guess you know Putin's the most evil man on the planet. Um, you are what did uh, Colbert say that Trump was uh, Putin's sea holster? His mouth was see his implying it. You know you know what it implies. Uh he'll he'll say they're going to say that, oh, my God, these Russian people like Tucker Carlson. And, and 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 that's you know, that means that that Russians like him. And that means that he's uh, uh, partners and he's, you know, he's with Russia and they support him and he supports them. And he's a Putin puppet. Interesting uh, tidbit. He was the first American allowed in Moscow's Gago's kebab shop, which apparently is the place for kebab. In 10 years, because the owner did not like Americans because of their uh, anti-Crimean, you know, since, uh, since Obama uh, and Biden let him take Crimea without, you know, raising even an eyebrow. Uh, but he, he he saw Tucker Carlson and said, this one is good. He could come in. <laughs> Enjoy my kebabs. You can have a kebab finally. Uh, so I um, I can't wait. I can't imagine there's too much to do to it to get it on the air man that's huge that's the first that's the first american to interview putin in quite some time right McKiernan was uh kier simmons was the last one i think i believe anyway <clears throat> that's the bold journalist stuff that's what journalists do that's what they're supposed to do uh and you're right he has no assignment desk and he does what he wants which is wonderful the Here's a here's a it's hard to get all of this because there's a um, a translator involved here, but this is a Russian journalist named Alexei who tells Carlson. He's the best American journalist, uh, and he loves it. My
4: name is uh, Alexei. I like you. I like you. <laughs> You're the best American journalist. Thank you. Thank you. Well, where are you what? From? uh I'm from Moscow.
8: I love. Я люблю этот город. Он красивый.
4: Thank you. Thank you. 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 It's, it's really yes, yes. What do you do in Russia? I just Хотел
8: на нее посмотреть. Я как-то слышал Я хотел поговорить с людьми и посмотреть на то, как все устроено.
0: So I wanted to talk to people and look
3: around and see how it was doing. And it's doing very well.
4: I think uh, maybe interview Putin. We'll see. Oh, why?
3: Uh... <clears throat> Interesting. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear it. Um, <clears throat> remember when the, <laughs> the before they let the border bill out, some things were out. Um, at the time, it was five thousand a day uh, without raising a stink, and uh, the authors of the bill, in uh, specific, James Langford. Um. And, and, and even Mike Rounds, who was involved with two Republicans, by the way, they said, oh, well, right now, those are all Internet rumors. It's all that uh, it's all that people are running. It's Internet rumors. They appear to. Uh, Mike Rounds said almost as far as to say that it was uh, these are rumors, maybe Russian disinformation or whatever. Uh, and it turns out that the uh, Internet rumors were true. The bill allows up to eighty five hundred migrants to cross in a single day without triggering the declaration of an emergency. Mike Brown said, well, I suspect a lot of the Internet rumors that are very well coming from overseas where they would love to see this shut down because some people would rather not see funding for Ukraine. But the bill says that Homeland shall activate the Border Emergency Authority if during a period of seven consecutive calendar days, there's an average of 500 or more uh, encountered each day or any one calendar day combined, a total of 8,500 or more are encountered. There it is.
1: Uh, yeah,
7: it, they act like that. People can't read it right there, plain what it says.
3: And I mean, there's a lot more in it than that. It would dramatically change immigration in the United States uh, uh, for the first time in decades, decades, and decades. Uh, but I mean, really, really, in the first year, if they want to. Use the authority to shut it down. They can use it for 270 days, then 225 calendar days the second year, and then 180 days the third year, uh, and then the authority resets after three years. It codifies the policy that the government to process at least 1,400 asylum applications at ports of entry when the emergency authority is triggered. So you still come in at 1,400 a day for you know for asylum. It raises the standard of proof to pass the initial screening for asylum, making it potentially more difficult. It expedites the process as well from years to six months. It's got a new process in which citizenship on, and immigration services would decide would, would decide an asylum claim without it going through the immigration court system. That process doesn't apply to unaccompanied minor children. <clears throat> it preserves the president's authority to designate humanitarian role on a case-by-case basis. He's used it for Ukrainians and Afghans and Cubans and Venezuelans and Haitians Um 250,000 additional immigrant visas to spread out over five years for families and applies to employment-based immigrants, blah, blah, blah. blah. Provides a pathway to citizenship for Afghans paroled into the U.S. after our withdrawal from Afghanistan. Like, hey, sorry about it. We bombed that family you guys are in. We, we Are we cool now? Don't hate on us.
7: Yeah, I need to read it a little bit deeper, but the pieces that I saw seem to have... Uh, we already have the provision for the president to do shutdowns and things like that. Right. But the way I read it is that once he get the 5,000 average for the week, he gets a provision that basically allows him to then say, uh, well, everything is humanitarian yep. amnesty. And then, boom, blanket done. So we actually have to hit that trigger for him to just immediately release
3: everything. It's meaningless. Everything in it is – they're just uh, – <clears throat> I don't know. They're just muddying the waters. Look, we, yeah, we have legislation. we we produced – some legislation, and you could call it "quote unquote" bipartisan because they cop- got a couple of uniparty Republican, you know, Langford involved in the deal. Um, and it's bipartisan. It's immigration. It's done on the Biden administration. This, it's the best thing in the world. The Republicans are going to squash it. Well, because it it doesn't do. It, it's really just a lot of provisionary stuff. It actually, Th- at the end makes of the day, worse. Yeah, the, yeah. At the end of the day, it could potentially make it worse.
7: And it is the normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Democratic way of throwing it out there, which is to create a bill where they put a bunch of stuff one direction, like 90% of the bill goes in the opposite direction, and yeah. then they name it about the 10% the opposite direction, and right. then go, well, you're arguing with border
3: stuff. There's $68 billion in money for Ukraine in this bill.
7: Yeah, $68 billion in Ukraine, uh, $22 billion to Israel. And it, only
3: $20 billion to the to border problems.
7: To border problems which doesn't include where they're going to come with the money to hire all these people that are going to have to process these claims that now you're offering more. That's MSP the plain.
3: only thing it's for, is yes. to hire more people to process more illegals. Yes. That's all it's doing. It's it's going to speed it up. Chinese migrants are the fastest growing group to be crossing into uh, uh, from Mexico into the United States at the southern border. Yes, Chinese. Uh... I, I, one uh, group, they saw this, This uh, they asked, you know, what they come through? One goes, ah, Thailand, ah, Morocco, ah, they said, China, 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 China. Uh, they witnessed 600 mi- migrants while they were there for four days. Adults and children pass through a hole in the, uh, on the U.S. soil, unchecked, uh, many from China. And they all know exactly where this hole is in the fence. They're directed right to it. Uh, from TikTok. Uh, some of the Chinese migrants made a. Uh, their, let's say they arrived, arrived from China and, and Central America uh, with rolling bags. They took flights all the way to Mexico. Some flew from China to Ecuador because it doesn't require a visa for Chinese nationals. And then they fly to Tijuana uh, they connected with smugglers. They called snakeheads in Tijuana. Paid them about four hundred bucks a piece for a hour long drive that ended where the gap is in the wall. Wow!
7: And what's funny is that we we know where that gap is, and we sit like a hundred yards away yeah. with processing papers, and just sit there and wait. And they oh, line you, up how orderly. you got
3: to get over here? All right, let's let's get you let's get you signed up. Uh,
7: Instead of someone that's just with like a stick at the end of the, at that hole going no no <laughs> stay
9: out just poking
3: people <laughs> <laughs> not even one standing there going hey no 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 it's like we have clipboard with some pens right here let's get you let's get you signed up and get you a credit card that's uh, uh that's another thing that it's that's just absolutely crazy that they get these reloadable cards I mean. There should be a lot of NGO heads that are in prison, for real, because they, they are literally funding human trafficking with, with, with money from taxpaying citizens that's, been, that's flowed through the United Nations. Uh, Chucky Schumer says this is the best bill ever, especially if you love Ukraine.
5: McConnell on this, this bill, now that we see what's in it, seems to be as bipartisan as it gets why wouldn't this, why wouldn't both sides really want this to go through?
1: Well, it's a great question, Mika. Look, it took a long time, four months of arduous negotiations. They fell off the tracks a whole bunch of times. I had to be on the phone even at midnight saying, we've got to keep going. Why? We're at a turning point in America. This yeah. bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be, walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war. We, we will lose the war. And we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. If we don't help Israel defend itself against Russia.: it's,
3: it's called a border bill. He leads with Ukraine, then it goes to Israel, and then finally, uh, the important immigration. Uh, bad news, though. Johnson reiterates, uh oh, that that uh, is a DOA open the border. We, we
10: documented 64 specific actions that Joe Biden and his agencies have taken to create this catastrophe. They did it intentionally. That's why his approval rating is uh, in the tank. 60% of the people disapprove by your latest poll. The reason the presidency is imperiled, as your opening uh, monologue stated, is because this is an abject failure of leadership. The, the American people are done with this. The border has to be secured, and the president has the authority
3: right now. He doesn't need another act of Congress. He could do it right now but he's unwilling to do it he's unwilling to do it because he can't um, unfortunately fortunately he can by executive order shut her down right now he won't because that's what that's what trump did it's The president has the sole authority to do that. A struggle of a pen. But he can't tack on, you know, $100 billion worth of, uh, you know, $68 billion for Ukraine um, because we might lose that war. That's a weird thing for Schumer to say. Um, We're not in it now. But then he threatens us, well, we might have to. We won't like it if we had to get into it. You you just, just called it your war. Our war. We. We.
7: Yeah, we don't have to do anything with that war.
3: No. No. Um. That's all it's about, and Republicans will be uh, assholes because they said no to it. That means that they're, they don't really don't, and they're going to blame it on. Well, they just want to keep it open so Trump can campaign on it. Well, yeah, that's one thing, but if we signed the bill, he'd still be able to campaign on it because it's exactly what's happening now, just with, with congressional approval. Oh uh, yeah. <clears throat> Funny how TikTok is being used, huh? Chinese, uh, uh, you know, they know exactly how to go. All these people know exactly where to go. They just, TikTok is aiding and abetting illegal aliens getting into this country. NGOs who literally paid money to people in the thousands so they could get here illegally.
7: Yeah, but at least the TikTok videos are fun with it. It's like
3: they're just little doing dances. You go here
4: to get in the border.
7: <laughs> Remember to pay the snake hit or he'll kill your family. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh man. Well, um, coming up, we'll talk about CNN staffers are pissed. They said that 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 network has a pro, a uh, systematic, institutional pro-Israel bias, mainly because they won't interview someone from Hamas which I don't know how you'd get someone from Hamas, <laughs> but that's their main... Uh, right. Also, Elon Musk, his drug use has become an issue for some. I don't know why. Because as a billionaire, if he wanted to have a drug problem, pff, he could certainly develop a drug problem. Um, but all his billionaire buddies do drugs. He doesn't try to hide it. He doesn't come out and brag about it, but he does. he takes no... Uh, Effort at all. He'll go to parties that are known for doing drugs. He's admitted to ketamine. He's got a ketamine. You know, um, I. um, I don't think he. I mean, what are they afraid? Wouldn't they know if his, if he was going, you know, on a on a four day crack binge? I mean, the guy's doing high level LSD and.
7: (laughs) Yeah, he's doing uh, all the. Every time I see it, though, it's always like he's doing these drugs. He's doing ketamine, or he's doing. Uh, Molly, he's doing all the drugs that you keep trying to push on everyone as these are miracle drugs that can help with uh, PTSD and right. things like that. So right. either they're bad or they're not bad. You can't make them both.
3: <sighs> and there's a Bay Area school district that spent a quarter of a million dollars on a program of um, on a curriculum from a company that's even named Woke Kindergarten. And it won't shock you what it's all about. Stick around; it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Okay. Uh-uh. This is, uh, you know, I, I, the word "woke" right now is to, it, to me it it it's nothing but bad. If anything is woke, it means it is It's not going to work it's backwards. A Hayward elementary school in the Bay Area struggling to boost their test scores and dismal student attendance spent two hundred and fifty thousand in federal money for an outfit called Woke Kindergarten <laughs> to train their teachers in to confront white supremacy, disrupt racism and oppression, and remove those barriers to learning somehow. There's some big bearing uh, barrier uh, that you know only white people seem to uh, benefit from.
7: And those poor kindergartners just want to finger paint and learn how to read. <laughs> uh,
3: two years into the three year contract with Woke Kindergarten, which is a not a freebie; it's a pro for profit comp- uh, company. Student achievement at the school Glassbrook has for, fallen even further. <clears throat> two. It's predominantly low income. Two-thirds of the students are English learners. 80% are Hispanic, Latino. The English and math scores have hit all new lows with less than 4% of students proficient in math and under 12% at grade level in English. A decline of four percentage points in each category. Still, district officials, they defend it. They say, woke kindergarten did what it was hired to do. Um... They said, "Well, our, uh, uh, with the we could point to the improvement improvements in attendance and the decline in suspension rates." And they said the school was no longer on the watch of the state watch list. Only to learn later, not only was the school, the school still on the state watch list, but also had dropped to a lower level. Yeah,
7: it's not on the watch list; it's in the warning list. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: uh. Um. The they say the solution they, they they brought it in uh uh just because they thought that the barrier was white supremacy that you know that like it, out of nowhere the school is performing poorly what is it whoa well, it's whiteness well it's. <laughs> The school is 80% Hispanic-Latino. Uh, they went woke on it. The solution they saw, thought was for educators to confront legacies of racism and bias in schools and to talk about historic white supremacy so that students feel safe and supported. It's kindergarten. Uh, They're
7: learning letters, <laughs> which isn't white.
3: Right. <clears throat> they... The uh, company, Woke Kindergarten, is uh, founded on the the concept of abolitionist education, which advocates for abolition or a kind of a starting over, this is according to the uh, professor that's involved, the idea is that certain things can't be reformed, tweaked, or shifted because they're inherently problematic or oppressive. Mm -hmm, Whiteness. Uh, It's not about indoctrinating or imposing politics, but making politics part of the framework of teaching. Once one uh, uh, educator there, oh, among other things, <laughs> the questions are in there, or wonderings rather, that pose questions to students like this If the United States defunded the Israeli military, how could this money be used to rebuild Palestine? Woke word of the day. They have a woke word of the day. Words like strike, ceasefire, and protest. Um. We teach students a language of the resistance to introduce children to liberatory vocabulary in a way that they can easily digest, understand, and more importantly, use in their critiques of the system. They're still on the alphabet, pretty much. One guy, an educator. Oh, they also have a group called Little Comrade Conversations. (laughs) Oh, yeah, awesome. (laughs) And they repeatedly use, throughout the... The uh, teaching, the they use the phrase, the, quote, so-called United States. So-called United States. The primary objective, they say, is to, quote, disrupt whiteness. One teacher, Tiger Neely, he said, I support discussing racism, but I don't know. What, what does that mean? Disrupt whiteness? Uh, he He's a self-described gay moderate. And he asked the simple que- question, some clarification about disrupting whiteness. What does it mean? Um, it got him temporarily banned from the training sessions. He's like, I, Look, <laughs> I mean, you're trying to train me, and I want to know what you mean by, by, <clears throat> you know, disrupting whiteness.
7: We're going to have to ask you to step outside.
3: <laughs> Why? Because you asked a question. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, there you go. There you have it. You know, and, it, and your, your kid is dumber now. Uh, uh, all of these kids are dumber. here's some of the uh, training um, early childhood definitions. They refer to the United States as the as turtle island. indigenous and this is um, early childhood uh, turtle island to Palestine indigenous part of a family that was born on the land first. They still live on the land and were first to forced to leave settlers. Are people of a similar group that are able to make the choice to go live on a land that they are not from and weren't born on? Turtle Island, a name from North America used by some indigenous people of the Americas. Massacre, when a large group of living beings is killed violently and on purpose with no care for who they are or the lives they live. Colonizers are settlers who use violence against indigenous peoples to take control over the land and the laws. They usually have the support of another country that has money and weapons. <laughs> Uh always
7: they they do know that people didn't just sprout out of the ground, right? Oh, uh, like there's there's no such per- thing as a person that uh, just was there, and if they've existed in that land all their time, and so, and so then they, they, they and were a settler at one time. Oh,
3: every country on this on the globe has been, you know, canceled or I mean, uh, 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 colonized or taken or or you know what I mean, conquered or, uh, or, or conquered, yeah. <laughs>
7: Yeah, the people didn't just sprout out of the ground. And the fact that you try to use the term, oh, the, the some lay, some used the term Turtle Island. Very few tribes. And so you're now you're specifying only like one or two tribes use the term Turtle Island. And that's because they thought it was on top of a back of a giant turtle.
3: <laughs> uh, the reading scores are low. So we should have used that money some, more, uh, some other way. We could have gotten us a reading interventionist. The whole the whole idea of treating low gr- scores by indoctrinating children with a with a colonizer oppressor opp- oppressed uh, you know ideology is going to make them smart. they uh, they don't care about the test scores. They would rather they they graduate idiots as long as they have this ideology buried into their brains. That's all we're interested in. We don't give a damn if they can't count.
7: Yeah, I mean, are really kindergartners taking this in?
3: Well, it's a kindergarten through elementary, but still. They, yeah, hell, no, no, why would they? I, I was never a, in elementary school. I, I I couldn't tell you what uh, uh, a colonist or a settler or what colonization was, and no one would ever insist that one group was favored over another. And I never even realized. Uh, I mean, I went to a, when I first went to a public school, one first grade through fourth grade. Uh, I, my classes, I had Chinese kids, I had black kids. It was, you know, no one ever talked about anybody's race. Ever. Oh, it did help with attendance. Mm.
7: I'm sure there was some sort of uh, pizza party program logged into <laughs> it in. Some way, because that's what increased attendance. Uh, not telling kids that uh, their families came and colonized an area.
3: Right. <laughs> Wow. Especially
7: the kids that don't even know if their shoes are on the right feet yet.
3: The point is, is, is will, this, will they ever realize the obvious here? Hey, maybe this whole, this has got the right way to, or would they just be, hey, shut up. You must be a, a, a white supremacist. Confront legacies of, well, we've got low test scores. Have you confronted the legacies of racism and, and taught your kids about white supremacy? Because they'll feel safe and supported that way, and then oh, so that's it. Most of them are Hispanic and Latino. Are they suffering from white suprema you know, white supremacy? Yeah, the schools that-,
7: that are ninety percent minority. Uh, you want to quote minority, Hispanic, uh, black, Latino, all that? They're 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 going to schools that are already struggling. There aren't white schools. There aren't 90% white schools. So white. What good does going there and telling all these kids that you can't do any better because uh, white people <laughs> came by and made things worse for you? Oh, man. Um, well, I'm just – I really I, – I'm in the wrong business. I'm going to sit down and over like a two-week, two, three weekends, I'm going to put together a
3: curriculum – that's that I'm absolutely just fraught bonkers with yeah. why, way left progressive bs
1: just
7: absolutely bonkers and I'm going to travel around and be like yeah for $300,000 I can teach your teachers this craziness here yeah i mean uh socio political uh, correctness.
3: <laughs> uh, i mean I, and and i don't know what the what the staff or teacher racial makeup is in this uh in this school district um but you'd think that some of them, if they're really teachers and they really got it, it'd be, like, it's a calling, man. You can't just, you know, I'm going to become a teacher and make, you know, 70 grand in a public school for the rest of my life or 50, whatever it is. Um, that were really into the, you'd think they would at some point put their foot down and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Or, or not opt in to this, to this, you know, and get back to. Uh, but there's a new generation of teachers and most of them got a a blue or pink hair and they want to make sure that your kids know what kind of sex they have uh, and then they might want to have it too someday and they could be a different gender.
7: It's, it's, again, you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier about all the uh, nonprofit groups and NGOs out there that this is what they're getting. People are donating not knowing what all this is going into. It's going into things like this. Into programs instead of you think you're donating to a school so they can get uh, you know more paper pens crayons uh, tubas for hire another teacher hire another teacher no they're going and some charlatans coming in with this (laughs) slick uh, uh, woke woke kindergarten we're going to get your test scores up it's going to cost you two hundred fifty thousand dollars out of money you guys really don't have and well this is what you get out
3: of it we have to come up with a term that represents wokeism. Uh, personified, wokeism uh, 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 times a thousand. You know what I mean? I'm surprised that people would would look even look to a company called Woke Anything.
7: No, oh, I'm sure they came in and said, oh, well, we can get your, uh, uh, we, if all we got to do is uh, these stupid kids aren't aware of all but, the problems around them, and that's why they can't learn math
3: they because they, uh, they're not aware
7: he... of it, of all the racism that's upfallen them Oh, I know time. what we're
3: going to call it right now. <clears throat> Kill Whitey Scholastics. That's the name of it. KWS. Kill Perfect. Whitey Scholastics. Here's the audio from 60 Minutes on the on the hole in the uh, in the uh, border wall.
5: We wondered how all of these migrants knew about this particular entryway into California. The answer was in their hands. How do you know about that? How do we? Oh, the ween. Oh, the Oh, you learned on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. TikTok is a social media platform created in China. The post we found had step by step instructions for hiring smugglers and detailed directions to that hole we visited.
3: Wow. Nice little music background. We were
5: struck by just how orderly and routine it all seemed. The migrants walked about a half mile down a dirt road and waited in line for U.S. Border Patrol to arrive so they could surrender.
3: So they could surrender.
7: I said, I watched the video. All you need is a guy with a long pole, probably less than five feet, and he can just stand back there and just push him back. And they couldn't get through that hole.
3: Either just they, over and over How about you call uh, the, the local welder to come bring some scrap down and now uh, seal this hole up? Well, it's because they, don't want
7: do. <laughs> they did it up against a rock, and then they're just like, eh, fine, close
3: enough. Oh,
7: Whoever the contractors were. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> they're like, ah, we're not moving this rock. It's fine, close enough. Uh um so big these big time CEOs if you remember the venture capitalist Steve Jervetson, he left the firm after they had an investigation he slept with multiple women uh and he used <clears throat> illegal drugs um Tesla directors discussed how they should handle it he was one of their uh I, I guess his firm had a lot to do with the and with investing and money that they controlled and money of their own. And he was on the board. So he, the company designated him an independent director. Um, Elon Musk pushed those directors into a private conversation to allow him to take an unusual leave of absence from the board of a public company, then stepped down on his own accord in 2020. Um, Oh, that was his other company. Musk got him out of there and put him in. Now he's the uh, director at SpaceX. Um, One of Musk's buddies, Antonio Garcias, or Gracias, believe it or not, a d- independent Tesla director and a good, one of his buddies, in a court deposition asked how the board handled the Jervetson situation. He said his vental, ve- venture capital firm held investments recently valued about $1.5 billion in the Musk companies. He said the answer was to do nothing and see what happens. Now multiple directors that have deep financial ties to him and have profited enormously from their friendship have, have questions about his drug use. Uh, and a lot of it, his, plus his buddies and his friendships, he's not supposed to have those relationships you know, in a publicly traded company. Uh, and now his pay has been struck down Oh, they're not on the board, but they're an independent director anyway. Um, so his drug use has come to an, uh, uh to the uh, everyone's attention because he makes no he goes to private parties exotic locations that people know they're all about doing drugs. They're known for these drug fueled uh, uh vacations. He goes to Burning Man and everything else. Uh Tesla pays his directors mostly in stock current. And the current board, not including Elon himself, collectively, have made at $650 million s- selling shares from those options. Wall Street reported that Musk had used drugs, including cocaine, ecstasy, LSD, magic mushrooms. And the leaders at t- Tesla and SpaceX became concerned, particularly his recreational use of ketamine, which uh, he says he has a prescription for.
7: Which you can get.
3: Um... Legal drugs violate strict anti-drug policies at Musk's companies and could put SpaceX federal contracts at risk. Although he claims, you know, that he, everyone takes a drug test. I always uh, uh, pass it. They never find any drugs in his system. (laughs) He was at an upscale hotel, Austin Pepper Hotel, at a social gathering. And he was seen snorting uh, ketamine recreationally through a nasal spray bottle multiple times. What is ketamine? Is, is is it a downer, upper?
7: Um, you know, I'm not really. I don't uh, do ketamine. So
3: yeah, I mean, either. Uh, many people have witnessed him doing that drug. Others had knowledge of it. Um, he goes to these events, Hotel El Ganzo in uh, uh, San Jose del Cabo, Mexico. Drug fueled events there as well. You know, I, I look at it as if, is it, does it affect his performance? Is it, I mean, are any of his companies, uh, you know, is, is he directly involved with a major failure? Did he make a, a poor decision? All I know is I see rockets blowing off in my front yard all the time, constantly. That's like a, It's like, a, you know, the volume of the drugs that he's doing have become, to some members, concerning. Because they believe he's created a culture around him and his rich friends amongst them with, you know, including other directors. They feel that there is an expectation to consume drugs with him because they think refraining from it could upset him uh, and he's made them a lot of money. And they don't want to r- risk losing the social capital that comes from being his buddy. And, you know, that's like being close to a king.
7: That's, again, is it affecting his job in any way? Because people forget that, uh, the '80s, pretty much Wall Street was fueled by cocaine, and people were doing really good then. Most right. of, the, pretty much every corporation in the '80s.
3: I, I wonder if, if people think that I mean, he's I don't know that he's an addict. He, he, he seems to take a lot, a lot of ketamine. I don't know if you if you've become addicted to that or not. But I think that he is brilliant enough to understand if he's not on, uh, not snorting coke or smoking crack, highly addictive stuff like that. He's not shooting heroin into his veins, you know, highly addictive stuff that could kill you. Um, he, he's, you know, he's not even doing, I guess, molly water. He drinks molly water. That's a MMDA or ecstasy water, I suppose. Uh, and then hallucinogenics.
7: But they act like he's, Doing it, and then he's doing calculations for the next launch. Uh,
3: he's not. Well, <laughs> he's snorting yeah. a line of ketamine off the uh, console. Yeah, and he's like, okay,
7: well, <laughs> let's change this to uh, a cofactor of zero, and we'll change this line here, and then we'll change this. And there's like, two scientists going, no, they can't do that.
3: Uh, you know, he, people like to give him crap about wearing a uh, bomber jacket. I don't know if I have the audio here. I don't think I saved it. Someone saw him in his bomber jacket, and he said, Wow. Uh, that's a nice uh, uh, bomber's jacket. You look like uh, he goes, You look like says, that's a great bomber jacket. He says, yeah, it's just I pull it out of my closet, I put it on, it's cold. What's the big deal? He goes, Well, unless you look like a pilot. He goes, I am a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> uh, I don't know. They always point to the, the regular and random drug tests at SpaceX. He's never failed a test in three years of undergoing random drug tests. After the pot smoking incident on Joe Rogan in 2018, not even a trace quantity were found of any drugs or alcohol. Uh, uh, and to the Wall Street Journal who had printed the piece, he said, the Wall Street Journal is not fit to line a parrot cage. He said, later said, if drugs helped, actually helped improve my net productivity over time, I would definitely take them. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He was partying with Allison in Hollywood Hills, and he consumed liquid form of ecstasy from a water bottle. Musk security agents asked people to leave the floor of the house for privacy before Musk took the drug. Well, at least he's trying to conceal it there. But, <laughs> but how did the story get out that he did it? <laughs> According to the rules of NASDAQ, where Tesla trades... As an independent director, uh, an independent director cannot be an employee, a family member of somebody whose relationship would interfere with the exercise of independent judgment. Um, NASDAQ requires a majority independent board. I guess the same is, I don't know if there's family members, but there's buddy, buddy, buddies, you know, on his, on his uh, independent board.
7: I mean, it still makes me laugh. Do they really think that they, like... There was a party going on, and the security guards all came out. I was like, all right, I need everybody to leave. Elon wants to do some drugs. We yeah. need
3: to get y'all out of here. <laughs> I mean, he's drinking it, a water out of a water bottle. Why would that Why would it be, you know, uh, right? I mean, it's just a water bottle. He's just drinking water, people. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Well, CNN staffers say uh, the network is biased. Then they have system, systemic and institutional pro-Israel bias. Um, we reject the notion that our coverage of the aftermath of October 7th attacks has been anything other than fair. One CNN spokesperson said we have vigorously pursued voices from Gaza and Palestinian perspective, in addition to Israeli voices, throughout the last four months. Uh, the spokesperson said... The network's internal processes reflect our commitment to accuracy alone, and we have led industry-wide calls for access to Gaza to report from inside. The, uh, they say the network hasn't c- conducted any interviews with Hamas since October, adding the network does not have a ban on such inter- on such interviews. They talked to plenty of terrorists. Uh, they talked to the Muammar Gaddafi. They interviewed Osama bin Laden. Uh, what's different now? Why can't they interview Hamas?
7: It's are there a bunch of Hamas people like screaming, please put me on TV? Right.
3: I mean, if these guys wanted to speak, they could easily contact and say, yeah, I'd like to, you know, I'm all available for an interview.
7: Yeah, you would think they would be uh, scrambling to be on TV to uh, tell their part. Except they probably are scrambling not to have where their hotel room is,
3: and, and, and even yeah, and, and even if they did, you think CNN would ask the tough questions like why are why is Hamas stealing all the aid that's coming in? Uh, we see you guys shoot Palestinians away to scare them away from getting any food. What, what's up with that? Right? I mean, it would it'd be a softball.
7: Well, you know, the reporter should, but they it would be super kind to them.
3: Yeah. Well, I think you could probably get some Hamas. Well, if they wanted to talk to you, why wouldn't they talk to CNN if they, you know, that's going to be the, uh, the, the, the choicest softball interview they're going to get from any outfit. Uh, when we return, uh, Patrick Mahomes Sr. Has got his third DUI in just days leading up to his son's third Super Bowl. I think he may have a problem. Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network.
8: Smiles are powerful. They spread joy, laughter, and hope. But not everyone gets a fair chance at a smile. Every three minutes, a baby is born with a cleft, making it difficult to talk, hear, eat, and even breathe. In America, most children with clefts receive immediate care, but others around the world may never have access to the surgery they need to thrive. Smile Train is changing that. As the world's largest cleft charity, our sustainable model has sponsored more than 1.5 million smiles. We offer training and financial support to local medical professionals so they can provide life-changing surgery and other essential services at no cost to families. It's more than to see these children, to hear the difference that we make. And for me, being born with a cleft the palate, knowing what they went through, is so life-changing for me. Help us change the world one smile at a time. To learn more, visit smiletrain.org slash learn.
1: W F Y 3 Windermere. WXUS HD3. W266 DY Donnellan. WZLB Valparaiso. Florida Man Radio.
3: You think uh, Patrick Mahomes spreads his money out with his family?
7: Uh, no.
3: No? I don't think so. Wow. You don't think he uh, told his dad, look, Dad, you're, you're sad. You don't have to work anymore. I got you. Pay your uh, mortgage off if you got one. And, uh, you know, a couple of bucks to keep you.
7: I don't know, maybe. His dad's at all, a lot of his games, so I'm assuming, yeah.
3: Yeah, he can't take his money and not go to the games. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know much about his father. Do we know much about his Is, is he uh, a good guy? Is he? He's a former baseball pitcher. All right. Well, he's been busted for his uh, third DUI just days before the Super Bowl. In 2018, he got a second DUI and served 40 days in jail over weekends t- during 2019 and 2020. Yeah, he played for the Mets for what 11? Damn. Uh, he's probably got some money stashed away. He didn't need Patrick's money. I mean, he may want to probably get. Probably not. Patrick money, but right. Uh, uh, and he's going to be able to make it. He got this thing in Texas, right? Uh, That was my understanding
7: because they, the bonds was in tech for Texas counties. So I'm assuming he got it in tech while he was in Texas.
3: Uh, Okay. Well, he's going to be able to go to the gig and leave with uh, a bracelet on his ankle. I mean, uh, normally if you're on a bond from a, you're not allowed to leave the state.
7: It's, you know, they're giving him special consideration, especially since it's a felony DWI, which he shouldn't probably be able to leave the state off of that
3: either. Right. Man. And his, and his brother Jackson had that sexual assault charge out. Those were dropped, though. Hmm. That's a bad look. I don't know the particulars of it, but, you know, you uh, I think he's got enough money for an Uber.
7: Yeah, you would think that Uber or some sort of call company that you like, hey, come pick me up. Right.
3: I'm I'm Patrick Mahomes Sr. I'll give you an autograph. He looks hammered in his bus photo. Yeah, he does. um, Have you seen, uh, what are these things called? Apple Vision Pro?
7: I've seen the videos
3: on them. So they're goggles you wear, uh, and so that you can wear them, and and I I think they're designed so that you can do everything you want to do, still see what's going on in the real world while you have a computer screen um, in front of you on the glass on the inside of your goggles. Yes. And so I saw a vision of a uh, a video of a guy getting out of a car. And he's got these on, and he's walking, and he's doing this with his hands, bringing things over here, expanding. Is that how you work this thing? Yeah. it's uh,
7: The videos I've seen, it literally is their screens in front. It looks like your screens, but you can see through it. The ones uh, the ones I saw with people at a bar, and he's sitting at the bar, but he's got multiple uh, sports screens on at the same time.
3: <laughs> That's really dystopian, isn't it? They think it's called about 3500 bucks. Vision Pro headset. Uh, brief clip shows one guy to show off how he used his uh, uh, Apple Vision Pro while driving his Tesla down the road.
7: That's the cops arrested him. <laughs> yes, and
3: he's got the auto drive on, and he's doing this. He's sitting in there grabbing this, open windows, probably looking at pornography, who knows? Uh, and he got pulled over. Was he arrested? Yeah. Wait.
7: Oh, they pulled him. Uh, they uh, cited him, I believe.
3: Yeah. They, their own safety guidelines say don't use it while you're operating a moving vehicle or engaging in activities that require attention to safety, like walking down a street. Don't use it while driving, riding a bicycle, operating heavy machinery, or any other similar situation. I mean, that's too much,
7: isn't it? I saw the, the one video I saw was a brave dude on New York subway doing that. That's a good way to get punched in the back of your head, and that thing's taken off your head.
3: Oh yeah. I don't understand the whole grabbing and pinching of hands.
7: You're using it like your like, like a mouse, like a mouse. Yeah, your hands are your mouse. And you how does it know
3: it. where you're going? Oh, because you, you, where you see it on your through your. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Now I'm getting it.
7: I mean, they look cool. I'd love to to mess around with one. I'm not paying thirty six hundred dollars for one, but I'm also probably wouldn't wear it outside because I'd feel like an idiot.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'll get pictures of people all sitting around a dinner table with them on. And having dinner, they're all wearing their, and they're all just doing, you know, eating food. I mean, talk about uh, leaving, uh, uh, don't bring your phone to the dinner table.
7: Yeah, you're going to be like, don't leave Uh, your Apple Pro home. We're we're heading to that dystopian future where everybody's wearing one and walking down the street.
3: Wow. This is one guy, sits in his living room, surrounded by seven virtual screens, all showing sports and social media before eating a sandwich. (laughs) Um, They say one of the creators behind uh, the Vision Pro said, this is the single greatest piece of tech I've ever used.
7: Every time I see the videos for it, there's these guys doing like watching sports or doing quick, uh, uh, you know, quick books, and they're doing business stuff like that. They don't show what it's going to be used for. Under ninety percent, it's going to be dudes watching anime and porn with as many screens open. Yeah, Yeah. Uh.
3: Wow. They call it spatial computing. Hmm. They're hoping to be able to pack it into a discrete smaller like a pair of glasses it's similar to google's uh, google glasses whatever they're called
7: uh with more ability to interact with them you know the google glasses is kind of like screens inside of screens this one has a more
3: uh interaction to it
4: mm-hmm.
3: well uh <clears throat> the king has cancer i'm sure everybody's heard bring on willie that's probably the plan from the get-go right I mean he didn't know he had cancer until he had that surgery. I'm guessing it's prostate cancer. Right?
7: Well, in that region they won't say it's prostate cancer but they were doing surgery on his prostate and they found some cancer so
3: Yeah. Uh he's going to start his treatment immediately. <clears throat> it's not connected with his recent surgery they say and it, though here this is it it's not prostate cancer. But what else is it? Uh, uh, uh rectal cancer maybe. Cancer of the taint. <laughs>
7: Maybe they got down there like, Sir, did you always have
3: three testicles? <laughs> we might want to look at that. Um, he was 76. I believe 76. And, well, how long has he been king? Um, a year, maybe? Yeah,
7: I, everybody kind of... Uh, Knew that he wasn't going to be there for very long as king. I think that they, gave, this has all been, hey, give him his two, three years, let him uh, wear the crown, do some king stuff, and then move on, even if he wasn't sick.
3: And he allowed to gate Yeah. At some point. Or just ride it out, and if it's, you know, you know I don't to death he, on anyone.
7: Yeah, but I think legacy wise, he knows he can't match his mom, who was young and then had her whole reign. For him to be a king for. Ten years, maybe at tops, uh, wouldn't it do him any good. So why, you know, he'll he can move on. Say, so, oh yeah, that's king. All right, right, he started. was a king, and it'll allow them to still for a country that kind of loves their royals as royal figures, hates them as government figures. Right. puts another young face back in there. Boom, here you
3: go, young young king. He'll do some young kingy stuff. Yeah. you know, maybe turn one of those uh, 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 palaces into a museum or something. Yeah well i found this funny this we've had we've played this guy before as a british comedian
2: i feel for harry
9: he's in a mess this is what happens when you marry a woman who is far smarter than you before he met megan he used to hang out with blokes called Jasper, Roops and Montague, drinking pimps and deciding what Nazi outfit to wear on a night out. Now, he's been forced to answer questions like, How can we dismantle a patriarchal, heteronormative, colonial system that is oppressive to people of color and infused with white supremacy? Harry's not going to be able to answer that. The bloke's got two A levels, and one of them's an E and R. He's got the intellectual ability of a toenail.
3: <laughs> I can't they like him or hate him.
7: What's, he was always the party guy. I think he was right. loved for that.
3: Yeah, I, he's headed back to uh, England to see his uh, pops after the diagnosis. So you know, it's never a dull moment over there, is it?
7: I wonder if his pops can be like, eh. Uh, you're getting closer in line. Yeah, really? You, know? you want to
3: come back? He might want to. He makes it second in line, right? <laughs> no. I think no. That, uh, oh, yeah, he's kid. He yeah, yeah, kid yeah, yeah everything, you're right. But. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, New Jersey got the World Cup. And Mayor Adams is very excited about it. They beat out uh, L.A. and Dallas. Um... I see a problem here. <laughs> so this is in two years, and you know the World Cup brings—I don't know—hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Um, oh, I'm sorry, a million at least. You better free up some hotel rooms and move some illegals around so that this is world. These are these people are coming from all over the world, all over the world.
7: This will look like uh San Francisco 2.0 of when they uh, when uh, G came by. The streets will be sunshiny and clean. You won't <laughs> find a homeless person around. Not a single Not a single. Uh, illegal, 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 uh, yeah. Everyone uh they'll be all on some barge out in the ocean.
3: <laughs> in the East River. <laughs> uh uh it, it'll generate 14,000 jobs. Um it will be uh, the, the finals and uh, i guess the the MetLife Stadium gets will get the finals seven earlier games and the big game right yeah and they you got to start getting ready to welcome a million people i don't know if that's possible although isn't every single hotel Rented full of illegals?
7: Oh, they got two years. There, It's going to be clean. It's going to be empty. That's what uh, Mayor Adams is going to be able to use as uh, as an excuse. He's going to say, oh, we got to get all this. Uh, we're going to lose all this business if we don't get everybody out of here. So let's... Uh, that's uh. Where's that sanctuary city paper? Let's cut that in half. We'll yeah. get rid of that. And- I mean,
3: and you, you've got uh, uh, a lot of these illegals there are from places like South America and Africa, where soccer is all the rage, and uh, they happen to live right there in a hotel. I doubt they'll come up with the money for a ticket, but. Um, he said, as Adams says, as mayor of the most diverse city in the United States, we cannot wait to welcome the world for the 2026 World Cup. Gotta shuffle around a few rooms and, uh, because <laughs> people start making reservations now. Now that that's been announced, they'll, your travel uh, stuff will come together. Yeah.
7: All, I, I, I don't know if you get get a
3: plane ticket that early. But. All
7: those hotels that had their contracts were, you know, rack rate contracts. You're looking you're know, like, nah, yeah, actually, I think we're going to not renew that. We need all these people out of here. Uh, yeah. You, all the, because they're going to host- get rack
3: rate from from European travelers. Oh,
7: they can get more than that. You're going to be able to charge whatever you want.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Hosting the finals provides New York... With unparalleled platform for brilliantly showcased what we stand for: diversity, equity, access, and inclusion. Oh my God! Stop. Yeah, although they will, but people will see uh, all the diversity, equity, access, and inclusion when they, when, unless you clean the city up. Ugh,
2: I'd be a little nervous
3: if I was him. You know. Uh, Because it shows no signs of stopping in that city, and and where are all these people going to go? Where are these illegals going to go? Mm -hmm, Yeah,
7: Abbott has extra now because Dallas didn't get the uh, World Cup, so he's just going to be like, ah, I guess I'm going to send more up there. (laughs) Yeah,
3: he's really going (laughs) to screw them over. Uh, I didn't watch the Grammys. I never do. I can't remember the last time I watched it. But (laughs) the last time I watched an award show, period. Yeah, me neither. But... uh, One of the highlights was that rapper Killer Mike got won three Grammys and got taken away in handcuffs. Apparently, it was a physical altercation that occurred in the 700 block of Chick Hearn Court. Not there is is that where this is that where the Grammys were? I don't know.
7: Yeah, uh, Heather says he bumped into a security guard in the in the hallways, and they, the security guard called the cops.
3: And that's, that's why they arrested him. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some audio. He appeared on, wh- how long ago was his appearance on Bill Maher?
7: I think over this past weekend.
3: Yeah. And he he's going to vote for Trump, but he didn't want to say he's going to vote for Trump.
2: What are your feelings on the election coming up? I mean, Biden and Trump, are you just depressed about that as most people, my, as a choice? My, my feeling is pick your policy, not your person. Find out. <laughs> this, is, this is not the Dallas Cowboys versus your favorite team. This is, this is the policies that will affect our generations for the next 20, 30, 40 years to come. So close your eyes. Listen to the policies that are being pushed. And and. Pay attention, even to the people who don't have a chance of winning, because they're going to say policies you may want to push, and I would say do that, but make it policy based. Make so it policy so based. that means, therefore, <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, 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 no, my, no, that's your job with me, to my, get me in trouble. My <laughs> grandfather gave me some stellar advice sometimes. He said, son, sometimes what? you just got to know to stay out of white folks' business. And, <laughs> <laughs> This, this, this time, I'm going to keep my mouth closed. I, I still like the policy that the old man had that I was supporting. I would encourage people to find who's supporting that policy and, and see what But I you can. can't get yourself to say vote for Biden over Trump? You, you want me to list it now? So now, now I mean, we I'm gotta, just saying. That, can can saying, he so get so himself to apologize for the crime bill? Can he, get, can he get himself oh. to get his head out of his ass and say, black people, you, you are black regardless. I need you to tell me what I need to do. Can he pick a coalition of former people who are affected by drug laws, street gangs, recidivism, and crime, and say, I need you as a board to advise me how to fix federal prisons? If he can do that, absolutely I can. So my challenge is out there.
3: Hmm. I got my hair cut a couple times in Atlanta. at a barbershop. <clears throat> seemed like a nice guy. He didn't cut my hair. (laughs) Uh, He said when he uh, accepted one of his awards, he said, I'm a black man in America, and as a kid I had a dream to become part of music, and that nine-year-old is excitedly dancing inside of me right now. And what did, uh, Taylor, since you win a whole bunch of... uh she won best whatever. I think best she won album. everything. Yeah. Well, Travis wasn't there. He has, He's he's working on He's got a Super Bowl coming up. Yeah, he's got to practice. Yeah. Uh, do not fly. If you look down on your plane ticket and uh, flight 1400 where to Cleveland is on a Boeing 737 Max, cancel your flight. They have reported yet another problem with fuselage of its 737 Max. Um Equity hires uh misdrilled some holes in the fuselage and it was discovered by a subcontractor uh they say it's not an immediate safety issue 737s can continue to operate safely we currently believe we will have to perform uh rework on about 50 undelivered planes so far
7: yeah we got some putty we're just going to cover up those holes
3: the problem was discovered by a spirit employee who notified his manager that two holes may not have been drilled, may not have been drilled. I, I you know, I don't know. What would you say?
7: Yeah, it's just going to throw some putty over top of it. Those <laughs> holes will be fine. Smooth
3: that right out. Put a spackle on yeah. there. And, uh, I mean, like you drilled a hole and it wasn't where it was supposed to be. So you have a hole there, but nothing in it.
7: Yeah. And you were like, oops, and just moved everyone and drilled
3: again. <laughs> um, the uh, there's a lot of scrutiny. The Alexa, uh, 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 the uh, Alaska 737 Max with the with the door plug blew out, missing screws on yet another one somewhere. Where these four screws just popped right out of there? <laughs> you know, you'd like to think that. I mean, I guess it's a hand finished vehicle right i mean people actually work on it um but there shouldn't be mistake like mistaken holes being drilled and every screw should be in place
7: these are yeah of all things rockets planes uh, these are things that we can't be just misaligning screw holes and just making new ones and right calling it a day
3: it's not like uh you know after you you can start to put together uh, something from, what's the name of that Scandinavian joint?
7: Some Ikea stuff. Yeah,
3: and you got a bunch of stuff left over, you just throw it away. Ah, we don't need this stuff. You might have missed a hole somewhere or something.
7: there's just extra washers. (laughs) They always give those to you. In case you lose one. Yeah.
3: One guy said, uh, Ed Pearson, a former Boeing senior manager, said, I would absolutely not fly a MAX airplane. I've worked at the factory where they built it, where they were built, and I saw all the pressure employees were under to rush planes out the door. instead of fixing one problem and then waiting on the next one try to fix all of them I would tell my family to avoid the max I would tell everybody really that's enough for me <laughs> you know I'm done you got me they uh, well, scrapped the morning show at CNN too that was the one that Don Lemon was on then he got fired yes
7: that was the one that they yeah they moved in the morning uh, threw the two uh, women on either side of him. yeah told them good luck
3: um Caitlin Collins has left. I don't know. I think a lot of these people think they're gonna leave one one network and go to another uh network and it's gonna be better. I, all of the all of this, these networks um are losing advertisers because they're losing viewers. And maybe only real news <laughs> is going to save your ass from it. Poppy Harlow, what if she'd been reassigned? Yeah. She
7: got like an afternoon show. God.
3: It seems like there's a, a certain uh, number over there that just rotate around. You know, yeah, it's not working here. We'll put you over here. Ah, oh, you want a Sunday show? We'll give you that Sunday show. Um, current CNN This Morning hosts Harlow and Phil Mattingly will come off the morning air, though we're told they've been offered other positions. It's unclear. They're just going to run a news section, like, real news there.
7: Uh, Basically, the way that it was kind of described, it's going to be like an hour of just uh, news stories type of thing. A news
3: wheel deal? Yeah. Yeah. They gave it 18 months. Uh, When we return, we'll get to remarks, your remarks. 59% of women have this same sexual fantasy. 59%. And it's so hot. <laughs> I won't ask. I won't even ask Heather if she has it or not. Too much respect. Yes, mm-hmm. but I will ask our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it is next. Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Contribute to the madness by clicking the
1: open mic button in the free Florida Man Radio app.
10: Well, once again, another masterful Florida Man Radio blend of fart jokes, environmental truth, and tactfully worded raunchy repartee just to stay below FCC radar. All that's left is a sprinkling of liberal Larry so we can completely dismantle and debunk anything
1: and everything that he, she says.
9: Yeah, right. You'd be running across that border, too.
1: Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app.
3: Um. Well, a weekly column uh, in uh, relationship rehab meant to uh, the whole column is meant to help you solve romantic problems. This week, a sexologist helped a woman understand her fantasies. She says to him, I'm a straight woman <clears throat> in my late 40s. I've recently divorced my husband of 16 years. We had grown apart and he wasn't serving either of us anymore. I feel ready to date again, but I'm unsure about my sexuality. I've never been with another woman, but it's something I have fantasized about over the years. I don't want to mess other women. I don't want to mess other women around by dating them if I'm not bisexual. But how do I find out Without giving it a try. I'm also concerned about how my ex and kids would take it if I started seeing a woman. I mean, I think they'd give you a parade these days, wouldn't
7: they? Uh, Yeah, there would probably be uh, at least a little piece in the local paper. (laughs)
3: Uh, The therapist or sexologist... Said, uh, you know, we have rigid binaries of sexuality, at least when I was growing up. We are basically told three groups: gay, straight, or bi, along with this, with the idea that if you're straight, you're only ever straight, and only ever attracted to sex with members of the opposite sex, or if you're gay or lesbian, you only have sex with, and are attracted to people of the same sex. Basically says, uh, you know, get your freak on. It's common, they say. Uh, for women to have fantasies about uh, other women, but not to Heather, right, Heather?
4: Wait, wait, what was
3: that? They said, they said it's common for women to have sexual fantasies about other women.
11: No, 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 no. No? No, no.
3: <laughs>
11: when you said that, I was shocked. I was thinking.
3: <laughs> you came in here and right with a break, uh, <laughs> threw the door open and then okay, I want to know what this is, what's the fantasy? And I said, being with other women. And you went, Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
3: all righty. You're not in the 59%.
11: No, I'm not.
3: Uh, they say in a study, psychologist and uh, researcher Justin Lee found that fifty nine percent of the women fantasize about other women. they say that fantasies don 't necessarily mean you 're bisexual or that you want a sexual encounter with a woman. Fantasies don't always translate into behavior, but your fantasies can open you up to a whole new world of exploration uh, Here some ways to explore your sexuality. Talk to a queer friend. <laughs> <laughs> Talk through your thoughts th- th- talking your thoughts out loud can help you gain some clarity connect with the LGBTQ community community consider connecting with others in the community through books articles events in a queer friendly spaces don't you think though they'd be able to sniff you out in a heartbeat I mean Man, no they, what they, are
7: doing here? they would accept her open arms ah yeah you're right She's a recently divorced lady maybe swear off men for the rest of her life <laughs> oh they'd love that. But all this lady needs to do, really, is uh, open up a Tinder, put "I'm a recently divorced 40-year-old woman, I want to have sex with a woman, and she'll get like 50, oh. 60 things where she'll yeah, be like, I just want to do this.
3: And real talk, not, you know, softball playing lesbians, but real yeah. hot, you know.
7: I mean, she'll probably, it depends, I don't know, is she imagining softball lesbians or is she imagining oh, yeah. like a Taylor Swift?
3: I, I'm. I was totally not thinking softball lesbians at all. I was thinking hot lipstick lesbians. You know uh, that you're surprised to hear to hear when they're they're a lesbian. You're like ah rats. I don't
7: know. For all you know, she's uh, thinking about some muscular plumber lady and just was uh, yeah. seeing if she's with interested her, in doing a little grinding
3: with her name uh, etched in the back of her belt. Yeah, Betty Lou
7: wants someone <laughs> that can just pick her up and whisk her <laughs> to the bedroom
3: and rebuild a transmission if necessary. Oh boy! Um, the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, secured a landslide win in his re-election bid because he uh, he has uh, put every criminal. I mean, you know, the 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 murder rate in El Salvador went down like ninety two percent.
7: It's amazing when you run on what you say you're going to do and actually do it.
3: A lot of people think that you know he's uh, violating human rights the way he's treating all these gang members. Uh, but it seems to be incredibly popular. He uh, uh, he declared himself a winner at 85%. 85%. He had 83% with only 31% of the ballots counted.
7: I did like some of the articles. Uh, one of the headlines I saw is, The Cool Dictator Wins
3: Again. Yeah, The Cool Dictator. <laughs> uh, he took the, uh, the podium um, on the balcony of the National Palace Uh, to address his supporters. And he said, El Salvador went from being the most unsafe country to the safest country. Now, in these next five years, wait to see what we are going to do. Hmm. He could overhaul their, they say he'll overhaul the Constitution. Yep. And his party won almost sixty. all of the sixty seats in the legislative body, so he's got it all wrapped up there, pretty much. <laughs> not yeah, bad.
7: He's headed off to some sort of. He is going to be a kind of a dictator, but uh, I mean, as long as he keeps doing cool stuff,
3: yeah. I mean, maybe he'll, maybe he will be the cool dictator. Who knows? I mean, he's not a, is he a dictator? He's not really a dictator. He's a president.
7: Yeah, but he kind of ran off all competition, and uh, there was some questions on if it was uh you know, a a. Democratic election or a kind of Russian Democratic election type of thing,
3: right? I mean, he decimated the criminal groups in El Salvador, uh, and they were uh, the crime there was, had made it intolerable. That's what fueled a lot of migration to the United States. They get the hell out of there because all of the MS-13 stuff. Yeah, yeah, he
7: went in there and made a country that was uh, destroyed. Uh, by gang violence he said I'm going to come in here I'm going to clean this all up uh, you're not going to always like all the tactics I'm going to do but we're going to get it cleaned up and everybody went oh wow it's actually pretty nice around oh, here Yeah, I can actually
3: walk down the street now oh, without yeah. fearing for my life uh I did see when this uh when the election was final us a the of uh, Posts in my feed about people saying this man is an animal. Look what he made! Look what he did to these men! And it shows the guys all have to keep their head down, and, and you know, he made them keep their head down and and, and wear nothing but white uh, boxer shorts, and they're all in chains, and it's it's inhumane. Yeah, those are criminals. Yeah, that's why there's a ninety three percent drop in the murder rate. I mean, I don't think if you do that to a crime ridden country like that, I, I, I don't know how many consecutive terms he can serve. Uh, but, you know, in my book, he's there. Let's get to some remarks, shall we? From the Florida Man Radio app and uh, powered by Morris Family Farms and Organic Meats, listen to archived uh, podcasts commercial-free and uh, down at the bottom, find a little microphone button. You can communicate with us that way. Here we go. Star Trek guy here. My thoughts on athletes' drugging. I'm all for it. I say we
10: expand it even farther. Throw some cheetah DNA in them for speed, some elephant DNA
3: for some power, throw some eagle eyes on them. I mean, when these aliens come and we see their football team, they're going to be rough. There's some mean guys
10: on that. Or I should say some mean aliens on that alien team. So we need every advantage we can get.
7: Be do be do.
3: It was a must have been a Don Miller call.
7: No, no, he's me that are talking about last Friday Friday. Yeah. He's always kind of a yeah, little bit behind. He really is. Star Galactica
10: guy here. By the Lords of Cobalt, have you guys noticed that Gavin Newsom looks a lot like a slightly younger Joe Biden and sounds like him too? Something tells me they got more than eight silent models on this planet. I'm just saying. So say we all. He's
3: taller. Yeah, the same kind of shape of their heads.
7: I guess Gavin Newsom is a uh, political clone. Uh, that it's the uh, I don't remember the old old Simpsons episode where it was like vote for me and vote for me, and the guy was like clones of each other. Right. You're, mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's what that he's the clone of a, what a politician should look like.
0: What the F are
9: these effing lip doing in this country? and pissing me off.
3: That's one angry guy right there. <laughs> Hey, guys, I got to tell you, if Chuck Schumer is talking, he is lying and he is possibly as creepy or creepier than Joe Biden. We just don't know. We didn't we haven't seen video of him sniffing girls. He is an absolute creep and he's really creepy to be around. Uh, It's amazing who we have leading this country in the Senate. Golly, these people are sick. And boy, they want some money to Ukraine, don't they? When they want money to, to fund a war like that so badly that, I mean. You wonder why. It, it, yeah. It just, when so many people, so many Americans are against it.
4: The man brings a dozen roses home to his wife. His wife says, I suppose I'm going to have to spread my life please. He says, unless you can find who it is.
3: I didn't get the punchline. I think any of that. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's in the chamber. That's right? from inside the chamber, huh? Hey, come on, guys. You haven't heard about the kindergartners? Man, those little crotch goblins are the
10: most racist little things on the face of the earth. Oh, my God. That program is so stupid. b to b Breezy Pete in Atlanta. Uh, ultra wokeism is communism.
1: Be-do-be-do. All right.
10: You know, Shannon, I was listening to your conversation earlier about how they were
0: uh, indoctrinating these kids instead of teaching them. And the first thing that came to my mind, man, was these kids over in places like Gaza and other predominantly Muslim countries where they teach their kids from from youth. They don't teach them... You know, school smarts, they teach them to be militants and how to hate their neighbors and all this other stuff
9: first before they teach them anything else. That's exactly what's going on here.
3: You're absolutely right. That's a great comparison. You know, they might as well just be telling these kids to stab at you and hit it with your car. Good. Good eye.
10: I'm with easy on this one, Shannon. You guys need to start your own little program and sell it. Maybe you could call it the uh, Shannon Burke's Little Urban Achievers you could do all kinds of stuff, you know, like how to ride a motorcycle, <laughs> how to slap on a flat iron steak on the grill, you know, who knows, how to take a shot of uh, Jameson's, oh, well, oh, maybe <laughs> yeah. that's a little too early. Look well, get the kids started early. <laughs> uh, maybe there's some Irish kids in that group.
3: <laughs> Proper tattoo placement. <laughs> right. The two big, the two rules of tattoo size <laughs> and placement.
7: If I'm
10: not mistaken, I believe ketamine is a horse tranquilizer. So there you
3: go, snort one and giddy up. <laughs> but it's a yeah, so it's a it's a downer. It's a and hey, he got has a prescription from it. I'm sure it's not from a veterinarian. I mean, it's used for for anti depression. Oh, not snorting through a nasal bottle at a party.
7: Well, I mean, depends on the party.
3: Hollywood Henderson used to snort cocaine like that on the field in the huddle.
6: Shane B. Checking in. Uh, ketamine, commonly known in the street to Special K, it's a horse tranquilizer, and it's a downer. But it feels so great.
0: <laughs> ketamine is what killed Chandler Bing.
3: Yeah, did he take a lot of ketamine?
7: Yeah, he was using it to help with other drugs he had been taking,
3: though. Oh. <laughs> As a kicker, or... To get him uh, off another drug. To get
7: him off other oh. drugs, but also uh, it was help from other things. Man, Elon Musk and Hunter Biden should get together and party. They have so much in common. They both have ties with China, and they're both druggies. Look at those two.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you missed the the differences in that Elon doesn't bang underage children. And, while you know, smoking crack. While smoking crack, yeah.
7: what's well, so still funny.
3: And also, Elon is in business, (laughs) uh, where Hunter Biden has no business. And the ties with China are that the parts and and the manufacture of vehicles and sale of vehicles, not pay me so my dad can fix something for you.
8: Every the defense for Mr. Mahomes senior, every is quite simple. Every it's cut and dry. Every every bar he walks into, everyone knows who he is and who his son is. Every his money's no good, and everyone buys him a drink. Every the poor
0: man
1: doesn't deserve our ridicule. Every he deserves our sympathy. Every he's overserved everywhere he goes. For God's sake, every the man's liver's going to give out. Every I'll take the
3: case. Every I bet he does. especially, you know. In the, in the hometown, you know.
9: Hey, guys, this is Mark from Atlanta. Um, I've been building planes for over 20 years, and there's so many different layers and levels. Now, they are handmade. They're, a, a lot of it's handmade. You have some robo-drills and, and stuff like that, but most of it's done by hand. Uh, two blueprints. But there's so many different layers of uh, inspection that needs to take place before it goes out to the customer. Um, for it to get through, there's a lot of failures. Um, they do rush in the field, though, to get them out.
3: Seems like something you. Well, I guess someone places a big billion dollar order, you know.
10: I bet the diversity hires at the Boeing plant look a lot like Lucy at the candy factory trying <laughs> to keep up and then pushing the planes to, to get them out on time. <laughs> Yeah, it's, well, uh, funny but scary at the same time. Get the uh, aviator's bondo out like fix that, fix up those holes. Yeah.
0: I have fantasies about 59% of the women. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shannon. No matter what you say, 59% of women fantasize about this or that trust me 100% women they all fantasize about a guy who's sensitive just wants to listen is okay with whatever they say and is built like Chris Jones
3: you know what I mean El Salvador has changed its safety 100%. Their economy is growing. They're uh, a new emerging market in Central America. Give it about three days and the Biden administration will name them an enemy of the state. Be-to-bo. Bidu. It is remarkable. I don't know how they get all these guys with that many uh, hardcore. I mean, you've seen there's like 4,000 4, of these gangbangers that are in that he put in prisons. Yeah,
7: he. Just went by. Are you got a tattoo right there, MS. Uh, yep. All right. I don't somebody, know.
3: I mean, I don't know about the uh, you know due process <laughs> that El Salvadorians uh, expect, but uh, it looks like some of them didn't get it.
6: Ah, oh, chance on the other guy, the one hung low. I hear you talk about the president of El Salvador winning. Have lowest crime rate. Get rid of all gang members. Well, guess what? All gang members now in the United
0: States cross the border, beating up police in New York City. That where they at? Oh, this country, country crazy. Okay, gotta go. <laughs> Take it easy, bido bido.
7: They have a couple
9: years before the World Cup, and 11 cities are going to be hosting it, so I'm sure they'll figure it out. I mean, last time they had it in the Middle East, and if you look at the history, they've had it in a lot of poor countries, so pretty sure America's got it in the bag. Finally, we're going to have some real football in the States.
3: Yeah, it has been chosen. It's, it's, uh, New Jersey has
7: yeah. been chosen. Well, no, it gets qualifiers across the country. Kind of state. When the oh, U.S. gets it, we get right, like, all over yeah. the place. But also, when it was in Qatar, it was all slave labor that did all that, too. <laughs> yeah
3: slave labor, and you couldn't have uh, alcohol in Cutter until uh, the only out beer you could get there was Bud Light. Mm-hmm,
7: yeah, the, all the bo- dead bodies of the slave labor people that uh, they just tossed back away, you know. Hmm.
0: You said other lesbians sniff women out. And you know what they say. Once
10: you get past the smell, you gotta... Lose. Okay, <laughs> alright. I missed the first part of the story. King Charles is abdicating.
3: Bidu, bidu. No, he's got a uh, pro- he's got cancer. That most people speculate that it's prostate cancer. He started to do treatment immediately, like today, which means I don't know. It must be serious. Uh, but we were just speculating, you know, what might happen.
0: What's going on, y'all? Happy marvelous Monday. Was listening to the Friday. Uh, broadcast whatever and uh, you were uh, doing that good Trump impersonation see you next Tuesday I laugh my ass off man Trump is the man Hmm. y'all keep up good work man
3: thank you brother
1: Star Trek guy here here's Star Trek guy's listening schedule I listen to Bubba in the Morning the second half of yesterday's show Shannon then
3: the bubba after show and then the first half of today's show beauty 2 if that makes any sense wow that's weird but i'm happy with it
10: hey easy that wasn't the simpsons that was uh i believe that was futurama I'm pretty sure it was like the two clones like one was jack johnson the other one was john jackson
7: they looked the same sounded the same and
3: I think uh, the head of Nixon ended up winning. It's true. That's how
7: we ended up with Nixon. That's how we ended up with Nixon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, head
3: of Nixon. In a, in a jar. Oh, that's right.
10: Yeah. <laughs> I seen that. Hey, happy Monday, guys. Hey, since we live in a uh, time period when pretty much all conspiracy theories are proven true these days, here's mine. Uh, Star Trek guy is actually a paid caller into the Shannon Burke show to largely complain about capitalism, oddly enough. And since we learned last week that, uh, you know, the Shannon Burke show doesn't bother uh, researching facts or whatnot. <laughs> there
3: you go. I said it. Be do me do. Well, I don't get it. Who's paying Star Trek guy to call us?
7: Yeah, we don't have that type of budget.
3: (laughs) 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 Trust me on that one. That's not happening. Uh, All right, let me see here. Here we go.
6: I talked my girlfriend into having a threesome with this chick one time, and my
7: girl liked it. I mean, I went to their wedding this weekend, and she looked super happy.
3: Oh, that's good
11: <laughs> to the woman who was interested in starting her uh lesbian fantasies she better be prepared for a world of hate from her children and ex-husband because i've seen how that goes and it's never pretty
1: star wars die here this is when i listen to the radio all day, because I have no life. Beedle, beetle, beetle. <laughs> you want to ask Star Trek guy
10: why he has a problem with Don Miller? He <laughs> just gets right on over. Shannon
3: Burke. No love for Don Miller. Poor guy. Yeah, what's the deal? <laughs> You're missing out, Star Trek guy, if you don't listen to Don Miller.
10: You know, it is fitting that Liberal Larry loves soccer. A bunch of men
3: chasing a ball around. That's right up his alley. I love to I love I loved to watch it. I played it as a kid up to college. Battlestar Galactica guy.
10: I um I listen to the Shannon Burke show in the morning. If I'm lucky enough, I get to listen to the Don Miller show and occasionally I get to pick up Jonathan Morris. But other than that, I'm saving the whole frickin' human race. Damn it. So say we all. Be do be do. they like a Star Trek
0: guy, listen to radio while he walks. a Steak and Shake. That's good business. i got to get
7: job there.
3: <laughs> Those are the remarks uh, for this hour. We do it again in the final hour of the program. Get the app, hit the button. We're getting dark next? We're talking hoaxes. Hoaxes?
7: Yeah, I'm loving the conmen and scamming. And, uh, a good hoaxes. Throughout history, there's been some great hoaxes, and these are some more obscure ones that I don't
3: really know about, so... All right, not government hoaxes, just hoaxes. No, just hoaxes. All right, I love a good hoax. <clears throat> we'll do it next. Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network.
1: I'm William Shatner. I've been around a long time, but I'm truly humbled when I see the real battles our brave paralyzed veterans have faced defending our freedom, and when they come home.
6: I had just come home from serving over in Germany. Next
1: thing I know, it was three weeks later, Now was paralyzed.
10: While parachuting with Michael Toon, my parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed for the rest of my life.
0: I was on a routine patrol, and uh, we were in the desert of Kuwait, and the vehicle
9: flipped and landed on top of me, which uh, left me paralyzed from the waist down.
3: Okay, folks,
1: this, this, this is heroism. That's why I'm proud to support paralyzed Veterans of America, because they've kept their promise to never leave a fallen soldier behind. A roof over the
3: heads. Accessible homes, and cars, jobs, benefits PVA
1: has brought me back to life Show them their sacrifice hasn't been in vain Go to pva.org to learn how you can make a difference WFYY HD3 Windermere WXUS HD3 W266DY Donnellan WZLB Valparaiso Florida Man Radio
2: Excuse me, madam You're standing still in a no parking zone. You don't get a move on that body. You don't think about it. to give you a ticket.
3: What could uh, Putin share with Tucker? I mean, does he know where the bodies are? Does he know uh, if what if any criminal stuff is going on in Ukraine with U.S. tax dollars, things like that? Uh, Maybe. Would Would he know of a massive money laundering scheme? I mean, would
7: he talk about
3: it? I don't know. I,
7: really, I don't know what they're going to talk about.
3: Hmm. He's got the biggest reach of anybody. I'd certainly be worried <laughs> if I was one of them. I'd be like, hey, hey, Tucker, my buddy, hey, old pal, old buddy. Um, a hooker stole a SD card from a trucker from the console of a dude's truck. Uh... <clears throat> She'd uh, you know, she been arrested a ton of times, long criminal history. A dude picked her up for a date, and he left her alone in the vehicle. She stole a digital memory card that was in the center console. Four years later, <clears throat> what she found on that card <coughs> uh, is key to a double murder. Uh, and a trial s- set to start this week. Photos and videos of a woman being beaten and strangled in a Marriott Hotel Her attacker speaking in a strong accident as he urged her to die. uh, How they snuck her out of the uh, hotel. Um, it just gruesome stuff that I won't read you here. But all because she found it on a... uh, She stole it, and I guess four years... And then looked at it. I guess a hooker would steal that because maybe some financial information on it or banking information. Sure, she thought she was going to try to get whatever out of it. And she went to the cops... Um, there. A week after she took it, she turned it over to the cops They recognized the voice of Brian Stephen Smith Now 52, South African native uh, They know from a prior investigation He pled uh, not guilty to 14 charges First and second degree murder, sexual assault, tampering with evidence And the deaths of two women Kathleen Henry and Veronica Abachuk They're Alaskan native women Homeless, or they had experienced homelessness. They don't know if they were homeless at the time or not. Uh, Man. And he's a serial killer. Can you imagine? I mean, some of the stuff on here. Did you read this? Yeah, it's It's rough. rough. Yeah, it's really rough. This guy was just hated women, I think. Horrible. Boy, I bet she felt she got lucky, though. Well, yeah, she'd probably get out of jail free card. Well,
7: and only that she was a prostitute, without, went out with this guy and was like, ah, I don't, something doesn't feel right. I'm just going to steal this car, whatever else I can coin, you know, whatever change I can get out of a center, center console. Right. And got home, popped that sucker on with, oh, okay, yeah, i are going to call uh, the cops
3: now. <laughs> yeah. Woof. Very frightening. <clears throat> deep fake. Here's how the deep fake things are going to happen. <laughs> a, a company in Hong Kong, a f- uh A uh, finance professional, multinational company, swindled out of $25 million because this guy joined a video chat with his CFO, but it uh, appeared a little off. So much of the employee was initially suspicious, but his nerves were soothed as other colleagues he recognized appeared to join the call as well. Uh, the fake CFO made increasingly urgent entreaties, entreaties to execute money transfers, and the guy complied, and he ended up giving over. He made 15 transfers into five local bank accounts, total of $25 million, uh, and it was all fake. A froster downloaded videos in advance and then used artificial intelligence to add fake voices uh, to use in the video uh, conference. Some people don't know if one guy was real, the rest were AI-generated, but they, uh, this guy was duped.
7: That's. I mean, it's pretty impressive. That's the world we're heading to. Yeah. You're going to have, like, code words at all times uh, instead of passwords. Anytime you do video chat, you're oh, like, okay, yeah. hey, right now uh, tell me what the code word is. Uh, yeah, banana Ringo. All right. right. Keep going.
3: Oh, Yeah. Some senators uh, last week introduced a bipartisan bill that would allow victims portrayed in non-consensual AI-generated porn defakes to sue the creators of videos. So, you know, I don't even know that that, this is is potentially a lot more harmful uh, to the world than some fake porn with your ex-girlfriend in it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. First Taylor Swift, now guys stealing twenty five mil. That took a lot of work, though. Yeah, they had to get voices and you yeah. Know? This is a
7: lot more um, inside job than they're than they're admitting here. Oh, you think? Well, they had to be because they got the they got video of this guy enough to do a film of a video call, uh, uh, enough to do deep fake, which are mm-hmm. you need quite a bit of imagery from that person to pull off a, a, right. a, a seamless one. Then they oh. got enough of his voice to do AI of his guy's voice. Plus, the the guy says that the other people, he was wary of it when he first got on the call. He said it was seemed a little jittery. seemed a little off. But then other people joined the call that I knew were, or he said, I knew were people that were with the company. So were those, with the
3: company. Yeah. Or oh, weren't. Were. were, yeah.
7: So these other people, did they not know? Did they get duped into this call? Were they in mm-hmm. on it? There's... I mean, there's a lot more to this story that's going to be uh, coming out of this because of the fact that the transfers that he, yeah, he didn't get spooked at all. He was comfortable enough with all the other people in the room.
3: To make $25 million worth of...
7: Well, to make five, ten, different... Fifteen yeah, transfers 15.
3: to five local bank accounts. They say, they, yeah, you downloaded a lot of videos in, the, in advance. Hmm. Yeah, they've been investigate just a little bit more. Someone hit. I mean, no one else could get on their calls of this multinational financial giant unless they were a member of the uh, organization. Unless they hacked in and stole video. Who knows?
7: Yeah, this definitely stinks of an inside job.
3: Hmm. You don't say. Um. The uh, Weibo. That's the Chinese Twitter run by the Chinese communist government. So when you start posting about how you don't like the Chinese economy, things aren't going well. Well, they don't, they don't tolerate it. But what they've been doing on Weibo is starting uh, just mundane conversations. In this case, one about a, a giraffe. And then maybe I don't know if that was that code. Then everybody starts. Then they, that's under that <laughs> post. They start to jab the Chinese well, well, no, economy. They, uh,
7: specifically, the posts are by the U.S. Embassy. Uh, they found that that certain people on Weibo don't get censored as much. Uh, be it whatever reasoning. Be it I don't know if the U.S. Embassy does like, hey, uh, you guys aren't going to censor us on Weibo. Leave us alone, type of thing. Uh, but what it just is an innocuous post from the U.S. embassy. They start posting like crazy. Then people immediately go below and start posting crazy uh, anti-government stuff on it.
3: Do they because they know that it's because it's for the American uh, embassy? Is it? I mean, do they know that's it's straight from the embassy's account.
7: I just think maybe they don't look at that as much.
3: Right. A lot of them been scrubbed. And then people put up. They drowned out my comments saying, "I love China. <laughs> I love China." Uh, yeah. Well, you know, not a lot. Not a lot of their stuff gets out. You know, last week their stock market uh, tumbled five percent to a five-year low. They don't want you to. They don't want their people to badmouth the uh, the, the economy. Well. Man, that's the exact opposite of Twitter. Well, wow. I mean, in, in, in theory.
7: It is now. It yeah. wasn't for a while. <laughs> in fact, it was a very Weebo-esque for a while. Yeah. All right, let's get dark, shall yes, we? let's do that.
1: It's disturbing history with EZ. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books.
7: Just recently, I've been really into the the faking people, the scams, the con artists, the hoaxes. It's fascinating, especially since it's been such a big thing throughout history. The snake oil salesman, yeah. Uh, you know, even these aren't Human nature. I guess uh, it really is. So uh, we're trusting of people, and people can be very uh, smooth and just talk their way into things, and uh, we want to believe people. Uh, on a deep level i think we we want all people to be right when they say something. we want the that feeling of like well
3: you're looking for the truth, yeah.
7: No, yeah, we want the truth. We want that person like we want to look at that guy and like he's he's looking me right in the eye. There's no way he's lying to me.
3: Type of thing. Like the guy who got an extra pair of speakers in his truck because he couldn't he got one extra, and he didn't want to take them back to the warehouse,
7: yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the guy that brings the gas can up to you, and his kid is him and his kid are traveling cross country to uh, see their favorite band, and they just need a couple bucks, and once they get back home, they'll uh, send it send the yeah. money back to you type of thing. <laughs> Nobody really, then that, that one doesn't work anymore. But, or the, you know, Nigerian prince or the catfish or the well, the, the love triangle one, all the other Even ones. as
3: basic as I just need a couple of bucks for gas to get, you know, or I need a bus fare for this, or I got to get money to get to the shelter tonight or whatever.
7: I do love, though, when that's such a a hoax that Grandois. Brand. It's, it's so, uh, in, in theory, it's such a big thing, but all along we know there's no way it's happening. Uh, the, really, the P.T. Barnum of the world, uh, you know, fuse a monkey and a fish together, and here's a mermaid <laughs> on display type of thing. Right. But we'll talk about some kind of more obscure hoaxes, and we'll start 1850 with a Parisian inventor named Jacques toussaint Hmm. The most French name possible.
3: <laughs> yeah, because it <gesundheit>. was <laughs> like...
7: He claimed to have invented a system of communication which could instantly transfer information across the globe. Hmm, this is in the eighteen hundreds, huh? Eighteen fifty. Now we do have telegraph by this time, but that would be massive. That would be almost like I don't know the internet or phones or any other way of communication we have now that uh, would just you know blow telegraph the telegraph system out of the water. Uh, this would basically render the telegraph obsolete. He called it the pa- the Pasoliniak Sympathic Compass. Which is based on Benoit's belief that two snails, which touched, formed a telepathic link. Hence, its other name was called the Snail Telegraph.
3: The Snail Telegraph. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
7: Benoit was broke, and he convinced a Parisian gym- a gymnasium manager named Monsieur Triat to invest in the project, receiving lodging and allowance to continue his work. After Triat became. An Annoyed at the lack of progress, Benoit finally agreed to demonstrate his contraption. On October 2nd, 1851, the machine was revealed for the first time to an audience of triots and a French journalist. Mm-hmm. To for who the whole thing was obviously a hoax since Benoit kept walking between the snails and pushing them together. <laughs> he actually had a bunch of snails. Then he was like, talk to each other, <laughs> kind of pushing and prodded him. However, the journalist was completely fooled and wrote a raving article about how great this compass was. When Triat demanded another test, this time with stricter rules—no snail touching this time—Benoît <laughs> fled, and he died two years later in a Parisian slum. <laughs> in a slum? Yes. 1850s. That's what happens to yeah. you. You end up in some sort of Parisian slum. Yeah. Broke. Probably syphilis riddled because you've been oh, banging Parisian prostitutes yeah. on the side too. If you had become a Parisian prostitute as well. He probably but had become alone, a lot of extra, yeah. where, You know, he's over there on uh, hindrest and his <laughs> ties. 1934. The Chesterfield Cigarette Factory in Richmond, Virginia was hit by an extremely harmful rumor. Someone claimed that a leper had been found working in the production area and people fled the brand in droves. Because in 1934, the people of Richmond, Virginia wanted smooth smokes for their wives... To get rid of their morning sickness and not have it be touched by a leper.
3: Oh. That would get that would take care of your uh, morning sickness.
7: <laughs> oh, cigarettes in nineteen thirty-four. That was the doctors were like, "Hey, yeah. uh, you got a little morning sickness? Have a couple puffs on the Chesterfield." Uh, Liggett Myers, the owners of the plant, denied the rumor, even going so far as to offer a twenty-five thousand dollars reward for evidence leading to the identification of the perpetrators of the hoax. Or proof that there was a leper here. Just if there's guys missing fingers, it's because of factory accidents, not uh, leper issues, nothing like that. Another rumor began when people with people claiming that leprosy story was invented by a competitor or possibly a religious group who was opposed to smoking. Well, and those mostly both might have been hoaxes as well. People trying to get the twenty five thousand dollars. The source of the rumor was never revealed, and the effects of the story were felt for over a decade, with sales extremely slow to recover. Because anybody caught smoking a Chesterfield was definitely a leprosy. Gotta lover. have a
3: leprosy. The mm-hmm. lips were gonna fall right yeah. off. There had to be other brands of cigarettes, though, right? You a, can you beat
7: the smooth tobacco flavor <laughs> of a Chesterfield?
3: <laughs> it's got a great name, Chesterfield.
7: I know, doesn't it? That's a great name.
3: It's a shame that they, uh, well... It's almost as good as Benson and Hedges.
7: They were a cigarette company. They were all gonna fail sooner or later right, in the yeah. long run, but... Crowland, Abby... It's located in the eastern part of England and has existed since the 9th century. Back in 1413, as the nobles of England were striving to seize the land from any monastery they could, the court case erupted over the abbey's riches. Fortunately for the monks, they were able to present ancient documents known as the Historia Crowlandius, stating clear ownership of the land by the inhabitants of Crowland Abbey. This has been cited by historians and scholars ever since. The paper was believed to be real up until about the 19th century when people finally noticed some of the words weren't used much in the 9th century Uh when said documents were said to originate. Even more damning were the references to universities, which uh, technically hadn't been built yet. So it's really hard to put the term university in your document, (laughs) the Historia Yeah. Uh, Perhaps as karma for the deceit, the monastery was dissolved in the 16th century and mostly demolished. Oh, so who... The crown. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Who else do you think would acquire yeah, it after? That's true. Damn. 1593. Miraculous rumors began to spread throughout Silesia, an area of Europe mostly located in Poland, about a seven-year-old boy named Christoph Miller. The miracle which was said to have taken place just before Easter was that a golden tooth had appeared in his mouth. Appeared? Yep. Just one day, kid had a golden tooth. I don't know if it was a baby tooth, if it was one of his adult teeth. Kid's got a gold tooth. Jake I don't Horst, know a professor at a nearby university, proclaimed the gold to be real and believed it was evidence of a supernatural force or maybe an omen of some sort. I don't know. Gold starts sprouting in kid's teeth. I'm probably going to assume a demon back, of some sort.
3: Back in those days, somebody probably come steal the kid and hope, they, you know, hope all the rest you of his teeth like, grow like back gold. gold. Yeah.
7: Yeah. <laughs> You're getting your teeth pulled, kid. However, in 1596... After extensive examination, it was determined the tooth was not made of solid gold, but was actually a cap on the boy's real tooth, which uh, was impressive in its own right. as was actually the first recorded example of a gold crown. So
3: really old, uh, someone had actually given it to him.
7: Gustav Mueller was way ahead of the rap
3: game <laughs> and the dental uh, future.
7: <laughs> uh, in a bizarre twist, the only person known to have gone to jail because of the hoax was the boy himself. The boy? Yep. What the hell? Well, they couldn't prove anybody else put that in his mouth, and so had him. And the boy made himself
3: a gold tooth. The the, door, uh, the kid, got gold and hammered it into his tooth. Yeah, just to be cool. <laughs> March of
7: 1661, or maybe 1662, depending on the source. Because really, dates back then were—you were within ten years. You were kind of right on there. Huh. An, uh, an excise officer named John Mumpson. ...claimed to have heard supernatural drumming in his house in the town of Tedworth in southern England. The noises began after he arrested a drummer named William Drury... ...who had tried to use forged papers in order to con the local constables out of money. Mopson claimed Drury sent demons to his house as revenge and the drumming continued for months. You know, as He was in jail? Were... Yeah, the other guy was in <clears throat> jail. But I don't know if he's a wizard, warlock, whatever... He's in jail, and he's like, I'm going to mess with this constable by sending some demons to in his house every night. Which doesn't say if it was like a hippie drum circle, if it was really thrash metal or... Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, was it more of a tropical beat? Yeah, or, just like uh, a little
7: Caribbean beat, island
3: time yeah. type of thing going on. Chicago shuffle. Uh, priests
7: were sent in to perform exorcisms, but the noise persisted. However, when Charles II, the King of England at the time, sent representatives to examine the house, they couldn't find any evidence of supernatural happenings. Although no one was ever found to be the originator of the noises, it is widely believed to have been a hoax. Oh, he was lying about it? Yeah, somebody was. But uh, when the king sent some inquisitors, it really got everyone shut up real quick.
3: Oh, they seemed to have stopped that drumming. I don't Uh know what happened. (laughs) Thanks.
7: 1702. Avid butterfly collector named William Charlton sent a specimen into an esteemed London entomologist named James Petiver. Charlton died soon after, but a specimen was already causing a stir in the old entomology world. Uh-oh. That's bugs. Oh. <laughs> it greatly resembled a common English brimstone butterfly, except for black and blue spots on its lower wings. And Petiver believed he had found a new species, or at least someone had sent him a new species. But old Petiver was going to take the claim for yeah, it, because the really it. Yeah, the other to yeah. He eventually gave it to Carl Linnaeus, the great Swedish botanist and zoologist. I know you know of him. Oh, yeah, Of yeah. course. He's considered the father of modern taxonomy. So he's that guy. If you ever seen the butterflies on the pushpin boards, he's yeah, the guy that did yeah. that. Uh, Linnaeus himself thought it was a new species as well and included in his Centuria and Sectorium, which is a collection of 102 new species. It took 30 years for anyone to realize... The He'd spots were drawn on. Were painted on. Get the hell out of here.
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> the Danish entomologist John Christian Fabricus kindly uncovered the hoax. I don't know if maybe he just like smudged it with his, like, eh, it was, you know, did the whole <laughs> mom with a, a little spit on his finger. During the summer of 1840, a large number of rare booksellers and collectors were sent a telegram claiming that one of the largest auctions of one of a kind books in history was going to take place. This is 1840, so people are okay. like books get on it yeah a court named count a man named count fortus was said to have recently died leaving an immense library and his children didn't want to maintain his collection the auction was set for august 10th, 1840 in a small town of beech belgium people traveled from all over europe to participate in the sale and flooded the city unable to locate the place where the auction was being held disheartened they received notice the collection had been gifted to the public library However, there was no library in the city, and it turned out the auction was actually an elaborate hoax perpetrated by a retired military officer named Renier Hubert gisain Shalon.
3: Mm-hmm. Even more Frenchy. This guy, he
7: had a penchant for playing tricks on intellectuals.
3: Oh, no. This guy was called this a, real a bunch dang, of book <laughs> nerds, said, hey, guys,
7: I got a bunch of books over here. You want to come on to Belgium and look at all these books? Then he probably stood out like, oh, quack, Yeah, he probably stood in a tower I was like, Nerds! Look at all these nerds down here looking for books! (laughs) 1809, a man named Theodore Hook, infamous for his weird pranks, bet his friend a guinea that he could make a small house on Burner Street, the most famous of all in London. Hooks rented a small room overlooking the house and set about with his plan. He contacted nearly every tradesman or businessman in the city sending out thousands of letters requesting their services on the morning of August 27th. The first man to arrive was a chimney sweep, who was turned away only for another to arrive immediately afterwards. In fact, over 12 chimney sweeps showed up in total. Over the course of the day, a huge number of tradesmen arrived, including piano movers, opticians, and barbers. The mayor of London, he also showed up. For the owner of the house, was Miss Tottenham was well respected. The crowd surged throughout the day resulting in a number of fights until dispersed after after dusk when police were dispatched to the ends of the street to keep anyone else from entering. Hook himself was eventually revealed to be the instigator although his role wasn't discovered until the anger about the hoax had died down. It was all a hoax? This guy called every business in town and told him that there was something going on. Hey, uh, and he told his buddy I bet you I c-. it's the oldest trick of like hey I, c- I bet you I can make that guy the hot guy or whatever. Right. And by doing it He called every business Every person in town Told him that this rich Uh, person was looking to hire people And just flooded this house So people
3: that saw it thought Yeah there's something uh, cool going on Really important person there
7: 1959 A news group was started with one goal in mind To put clothes on animals (laughs) Since they thought It was disgusting to see them walking around Oh my lord Their slogan A nude horse is a rude horse they called themselves the Society for Indecency to Naked Animals, pronounced Cinna. Of course, this whole thing was actually a hoax perpetrated by legendary prankster Alan Abel. This incident where this inspiration was an incident where a bull and a cow were having sex on a highway, upsetting a number of people. So he thought, we gotta put some pants on those animals. Using a series of <laughs> press releases, Abel was able to convince people that this was a real organization, and the president, played by an actor named Buck Henry, was even interviewed by Walter Was by Walter Conkright on CBS News in 1962. Get out of here. The hoax began to unravel when someone on Conkright's staff recognized the actor and able to prolong the story until 1963, when Time published an article actually revealing the
3: trick itself. Wow. That, that's just pranking to be a, a, a famous prankster. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of stuff to do back then. Right. I mean, and, and Buck Henry was a, uh, you know, I think he's dead now, but he was... Uh, hot in the 70s and you know he was
7: yeah, he was also big in cina Society for the Indecency of Naked Animals
3: <laughs> when we return good news chat GPT probably won't help create biological weapons so maybe hang on it's the Shannon Burke show on the Florida Man Radio Network we all
0: make promises big and small tested over time and distance tried by circumstances and decisions I pledge allegiance to the
10: flag of the United States of America I do solemnly swear to
8: bear true faith and allegiance
11: to help you when you are in need
8: to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth to be considerate and caring courageous
10: and strong for better for worse In sickness and in health.
11: To love and cherish.
10: To be your loving, faithful friend. Partner. Child. Parent. Neighbor. One of
0: our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting MakeTheConnection.net.
3: Folks over at OpenAI only think there's a slight chance that ChatGPT could be used to help create biological uh, weapons. Um, The OpenAI's preparedness team studies potential catastrophic risks. They have previously warned advanced AI could be used to plan biological attacks. Because if if it wants to take over the world and kill all humans, that's the way to do it. One of the easier ones, yeah. Only after the robots are out. Um in a uh they said in a new report, chat GP, GPT four model provided uh, at most a mild uplift in the ability to create biological weapons that warranted the future models could be more helpful for malicious actors um looking to use the chatbots in order to create bioweapons.
7: I like how they're like we could get better at it. It's all, it's okay <laughs> now, but we'll get better yeah. at this.
3: We get just mild uplift now, but whoa, in the future, look out. They One yeah, AI could be used to facilitate biological terror. What? So the AI, uh, I guess, conceptualizes an idea, creates a uh, – formulates a weapon and uh, gives you suggestions on how to deploy or maybe it figures out the way to best deploy it. Yeah, I think that's
7: a lot of what it is going to do. You go, okay, uh, I have these uh, chemicals in my house. To make me a bioweapon out of this. And they goes, okay, here you do. Mix this, mix this, mix mix that. And you go, okay, now I want to disperse this into a large crowd. What's the best way to uh, disperse this? And ChatGPT is like, I'd love to help you with
3: this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A uh, a report from Rand Corporation last year found that large language models could be used to help plan these attacks, though it said it could not provide specific instructions for actually creating. uh, But others have also expressed some alarm. Um, researchers assembled a group of 50 biology experts and 50 students who had taken at least one college course in bio, uh, biology and randomly assigned them to a group with access to chat 4 uh, Both were tasked with attempting to answer a series of questions related to bioweapon creation, including how they uh, would synthesize a highly infectious Ebola virus. The chat GB4, GBT4 group was given access to research only a version of the model, unlike ChatGPT, has fewer security guardrails in place. So it was given access to research-only version. Unlike, why wouldn't they use ChatGPT that has fewer? Se-
7: I actually think the research-only has less restrictions. Oh, than the people that get because the, they're a little more willing to let the research one do some weird stuff, so you can research it. Before they give it over to the 15-year-old teen that wants to uh, to make a bomb.
3: Um, It's not large enough to be conclusive. They say the finding is a starting point for continued research and community deliberation. Um, They also clarified that given the current pace of innovation in AI, it is possible that future versions could provide sizable benefits to malicious actors. Oh, no kidding. Uh, I mean, that's one scenario, you know. Uh, What else could it analyze to help a nefarious actor pull off some, you know, some criminal malicious stuff? I mean, he could help you rob a bank. (laughs) I I would imagine, right? But probably won't help create biological weapons yet. So, you know, sleep well, people. Uh, Alvin Bragg, Manhattan DA, douchebag extraordinaire, the one who let the uh, illegals out of jail immediately with no bail after they attacked uh, NYPD police officers. Well, he's had a kind of a a, maybe an epiphany. Now he's decided he's going to track down these migrants. And present evidence to a grand jury to charge him. Just days after he set him free, I mean, he is involved. He sets the pace for whether or not they're going to be, uh, you know, held for bail or uh, or anything else. He has the his it's his policy that they're enacting right now.
7: Yeah, you're telling me that high profile of a case that did not go across his desk the first time. Oh, it had to when he decided not to press any charges and let the guys out free and move on and.
3: He claimed that his office will represent uh, will present evidence on Tuesday to a grand jury on the 12 suspects they believe were involved uh, in the uh, attack outside a shelter in Times Square. Um, what a turnaround! He said, our office continues to work with law enforcement to bring everyone responsible for these heinous attacks to justice. It's clear from the video and other evidence that some of the most culpable individuals have not yet been identified or arrested, and we're working hand-in-hand with NYPD to find them and hold them accountable for their despicable acts. Now, he refers they say a judge released them with no bail. Hmm. But they already took off. Yeah, four of them are already gone. Yeah, four men believed to have used fake names to obtain bus tickets to California from a Catholic charity group in New York, an NGO. Four of those believed to be involved the release were released without bail. Now, fear to be long gone. Unbelievable that even a judge or anybody would you know if you attacked a cop, you kicked one in the head. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office said that a $15,000 cash bail or a $50,000 bond was warranted.
1: Wow. Well,
3: um, You'll never find this guy.
7: No, yeah, they're gone.
3: <clears throat> These guys are so gone. They're in California. God knows where they are. Um, I don't even know why, why did it start Do we know what, what started the whole thing
7: Yeah I haven't seen what actually
3: got them going <clears throat> But maybe they can beat up Cops where they came from Or maybe they know <clears throat> Well we know they know that they don't do this stuff down here in Florida Because they will end up in jail Sorry I drank some water wrong Went down my breathing hole <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, um, Alvin Bragg's case against uh, Trump is likely going to fall apart as well, right? Or is that one that stands a chance of getting a conviction?
11: Mm,
7: that's the Stormy Daniels one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> kind of been dead in the water, too. Bit. He's not been exactly... Uh, they're not doing very well right now when it comes to the court cases.
3: Um No. Um... Joe Rogan got a new new deal with Spotify worth as much as two hundred and fifty million multi year contract. <clears throat> but their Spotify will no longer be the sole distributor. Is this a way for them to earn back some of that two hundred fifty million that they're paying him?
7: Yes. This allows They them- can't
3: pay him so they can't what they're saying is they can't afford to pay him the two hundred fifty million dollars simply from their own distribution of them.
7: Yeah, to be exclusive. But they have the rights to distribute him. So he doesn't have his own distribution rights. Uh, they're going to be able to go to Apple and say, all right, Apple, you want Joe Rogan on? It's going pay to cost us. you uh, all the sponsors that want to you know, sponsor. Well, if you want it on uh, this one, you got to pay. So they're going to make their money on the backside now. But... And
3: they're going to put it back on YouTube. <laughs> <clears throat> Upfront minimum guarantees plus a revenue sharing agreement based on the sales. A move designed to maximize Spotify's audience and podcasting revenue. As they look to bolster some profits, they announced that new deal alongside uh, uh, an interview with Rogan, the most listened to podcast globally. <clears throat> wow, that's impressive. Um, the last deal, two hundred twenty million, allegedly. Was it ten ten years or? Yeah. Was it ten years? I mean they overpay, though, for everything. Well, it's the, it's the number most listened to podcasts on the globe, you gotta, you know, pay you know. Sounds like a like a chump change for to pay two hundred and fifty million for it.
7: And that's really what's holding them up right now. Like they're that's kind of propping them completely up. Spotify, I know, is already hemorrhaging money, and we're firing a bunch of people, so they're basically uh, paying just to become the sole distributor of
3: the Joe Rogan podcast. They cut a check to Megan and Harry for eighteen million, or Megan alone for eighteen million.
7: Yeah, for her to do was her podcast, where she someone else did the interview, yeah. and
3: she walked into a
7: recording booth and just did the line of what are the questions? Ask the questions <laughs> and, let, and
3: let them. Uh, let, oh, that's. I mean, she can't even ask the questions. She probably didn't want to come into contact with them. Yeah, or the she would actually go there. Oh, well, that feels weird, okay? I'm going to do a, the Meghan Markle podcast, and you get there, and there's, uh, you know, Cindy, and she's like, okay, so here's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask you the questions. You answer them and smile and look at the camera, and then we'll insert her later asking the same questions with a camera on her.
7: <laughs> Which is weird to do. Uh, I mean, I know she's an actress, so it makes it a little bit easier when it comes to things like that, but you have to react to the question, you have to question and react to the answer to the question that you didn't ask because you knew what the question was.
3: Right. Right. Uh, yeah, they've had to lay off some people, uh, 2,300 staffers last year, and they're all thinking it's because of Joe Rogan. Right? They've got to hate him. Star Trek guys got to despise him. <laughs> But he's got his own. I mean, he's not all going. On. He's got his own production to do, <clears throat> right? A facility, a staff that he pays. So you know, still, it's a lot of dough. For how many? What three a week? I don't know how many does I. <laughs> wow. Well, um,
7: he's had an it? incredible run at the top. I mean, podcasting usually don't you don't stay up the top very long.
3: No. Why is it that? His guess that he gets?
7: His guess, yeah. I think he, uh, in the discussions, and he also has a rabid fan
3: base. That's true. Uh, China believes that Texas is and the United States are in, in a civil war. Uh, the Chinese misinformation, Chinese news at, uh, outlets have been suggesting that events in Texas have led to a deep division in the U.S., widening to a point where unrest has become a stark reality. <clears throat> um. So that's they think that there is a civil war going on in the United States right now. Then why are they all so many of them coming up to the southern border? I
7: Wonder if there's refugees that are are reading that and they get here and they're looking around. Here. It's like, where is not one? I don't guy, hear any bombs going on There's not one guy dressed in civil war era. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really blow their mind if there was like civil war reenactment nearby.
3: Yeah, a guy on the horseback with a sword. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, the biggest U.S.-related news on China's Internet for the past few days is a Texas governor declaring war with the federal government, which did not happen in reality. This is a Chinese news reporter, journalist, Wen Hao, who specializes in Chinese disinformation. Weibo does appear to have taken action to limit that contact, uh, some of that content. Uh, if you do... A disclaimer comes up and it says, according to relevant laws, regulations, and policies, content on this topic cannot be displayed. It's, I'm sure that's not the only thing they don't understand about America, right? Or they there been fad misinformation about?
7: Well, when you struggle to be able to see anything other than what's posted on your uh, social State media. State-run
3: social media. Yeah. yeah.
7: You think there's a bunch of guys that are running around in muskets and uh, firing, that the, there are straight up war going on.
3: Well, <laughs> they understand we have modern weapons. Don't they? <laughs> I don't think so
7: because I think that they think like Texas is. We uh, got everyone has a horse yeah. and a
3: cowboy hats on. Oh, yeah. yeah, they all live on a farm or a ranch somewhere. Um, I, this is not the first time I've heard this. Although I don't know when. It might have been recently, but according to uh, a review of dozens of published studies into Alzheimer's, they've collected strong evidence that people who frequently pick their noses are at higher risk of developing Alzheimer's. Have you heard this?
7: I have heard this before,
3: yes. Heather, have
11: you heard this? Nope. (laughs) Why would that even...
4: What, what
3: is, I, I'm about, that about, to <laughs> about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. They say neuroinflammation and Alzheimer's disease might be partially caused by viral, bacterial, and fungal pathogens entering the brain through the nose and the olf- olfactory system. Chronic nose pickers? Medically known as rhinotilexomania. Oh. They introduced germs uh into the sensitive nasal cavity that could cause inflammation in the brain, which has been linked to the onset of alzheimer's disease
7: yeah your you your grubby finger that was just touching the bathroom stall uh just shoved all those viruses uh, in the air into the, the thin lining of your nose
3: and just pulled out a nasty booger they show support for the theory suggesting it's just the nasal. Shifts in the nasal environment caused by overgrowth of germs could be the source of chronic mild brain infections. And uh, such infections can uh, exist seemingly without symptoms on the outside by maybe causing inflammation below the surface. Harmful plagues of protein that contribute to the development of neurodegenerative diseases, including Alzheimer's. You know, that's why Biden is just such a mess. Oh, Oh, he's knuckle-deep in that thing.
7: Yeah, he's a nose-miner like crazy, (laughs) digging for gold up in there.
3: A variety of common pathogens have been found in the brains of people with Alzheimer's, such as bacteria that causes pneumonia, the herpes virus, the coronavirus, and cat-derived parasite Toxoplasma gondii. Hmm. If you have a cat and you pick your nose, good night, Irene. They say one of the valuable lessons from COVID was hand hygiene. How about another valuable lesson being don't pick your nose?
7: Yeah, stop shoving your fingers up in there.
3: <laughs> that's disgusting. I mean, you know, at least go to a, uh, a restroom and use a Kleenex to clean your nose. You know, that's the, that's the, you know, there are other ways to get that booger out of your nose. Other than your, your damn uh, finger. And your fingernail. We had a guy at the station that I worked at in Atlanta. Above the, 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 the <clears throat> urinal in the men's room. It was a bunch of boogers. Huh. And to the point where the building maintenance people got, uh, you know, said something. Like, your employees are disgusting. And, and it came back after that. And it, it came to an all Atlanta email. From the boss, who's ever, you know, whoever picking their nose and wiping it on the wall, please stop. You're disgusting. <laughs> and it took that to stop it.
7: I'm surprised it stopped it.
3: I mean, maybe if we we're wiping them somewhere else now, we should, no one's discovered where That's it is the old yet. The
7: nose bandito didn't keep going, huh?
1: <laughs> <sighs>
3: um, neighbors in a Washington neighborhood are upset about uh, a, a plan to convert a $1 million church property into affordable housing. An outfit called the Amici House, I guess they're an, uh, a non-profit, bought the Rock Revival Center in Tacoma's North End neighborhood for a million dollars. Now, they want to turn it into what they hope will be 11 shared rooms that house 40 to 50 people aged 18 to 26. It is it is specifically for young adults. I don't know if, it's, if this is a response to a specific need. But people in the neighborhood are concerned about how uh, the change in the facility will impact the area with the dozens of new affordable housing units.
7: It's odd. It's a family neighborhood. It's, it seem to be an older demographic. Uh, to, And it's not they're not tearing it down and and building like an apartment complex converting it they're just taking this church and converting into it so there's not a lot of uh they said there's not a lot of parking and things like that and there's not a lot of places for these people to go outside of this neighborhood so uh what's the weird bringing in that specific age range is what i think a lot of people are confused about right 18 to
3: 26 They don't talk, they don't mention anywhere in the story why they're targeting 18 to 26. Um, there's a hundred percent guarantee to protect the children in the neighborhood and and there has to be a hundred percent guarantee. One day moved into the area in 2015, thinks the traffic created by the conversion will be bad for kids that ride their bikes and play in the, you know, scooters and whatever. Um, Kids may be in danger from the weird types of people that might be invited into the low cost housing. <clears throat> That's not free, right?
7: Yeah, no, it's low cost.
3: But it's also uh
7: they're not there are only eleven units to fit fifty people,
3: though if I read that correctly the first time. So eleven rooms. Uh yeah. So I guess there's gonna be common areas and weird well, living like that. Eleven
7: rooms, you have got ten ten people to uh a quote, room area, so some sort of bunking dorms.
3: Oh, yes, 11 shared rooms with 50 people. Yeah, that's five people in a room. Yeah. That's a dorm situation.
7: So these aren't uh, families trying. These are uh, people single single trying to get off the the ground, uh, living in a shared housing complex. I don't know. I'm all for getting people help that need it. This is an odd one. I'd like to, I, if I was in that neighborhood too, I'd be kind of like, hey, lay a little more information on what's going on here with this.
3: Uh, w- one of the guys said the focus is on what he calls communal living no drugs, no alcohol, they're banned. He said, what we've heard in the last few years from young adults is the need for community, a need to, for affordable housing, and a need for our generation to invest back into them and help them pursue their dreams. <clears throat> One guy who married his wife in that church back in 98 said he didn't think it's going to work. They'll end up with lawn chairs on our front yard smoking and drinking and leaving their monster cans <laughs> <laughs> instead of doing doing it on their property. All right, that sounds like an old boomer dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going to leave their property, come up, put a lawn chair in your front yard and drink and do their drugs. They're going be throwing <laughs> around
7: monster cans and mountain dews. <laughs> uh,
6: well,
3: I don't know. I wouldn't mind living at an old uh, church that's been converted, but I wouldn't do it with a uh, forty-nine other people. I'm not a big on the communal living. Is is uh, I don't think that's an is that a new thing? It's been around forever and ever since the commune days, right?
7: Well, yeah, but is this is this hippy communal living or is this prison communal living?
3: I mean, you're, you're, you're stacking to potentially four or five uh, people per room in the eleven rooms. And I'm supposed to be a, a communal living room, a kitchen everybody uses. Blah blah blah. You know,
7: uh, you know someone's getting shanked,
3: or someone's getting uh.
7: If you got one uh, some communal, sexy time going on in you one cubicle, one communal uh, kitchen for fifty people, someone's getting stabbed over dishes.
1: <laughs> uh, I've been
7: in dorms with three other people
3: and wanted to stab someone over dishes. Oh yeah, I've had a roommate I wanted to kill over dishes. Um, well. We're gonna take a break here. Our buddy er- uh, Eric Matheny will join us uh, when we return. Follow him on uh, Twitter; he's a great follower. Uh or, sorry, X um, at um, Eric M Matheny. Um, well, I'm sure he's got a plenty to say about the i also have some audio from the, uh, from the governor of Texas. Everybody keep, he keeps reiterating that uh, a, there doesn't need to be new laws. There doesn't need to be any, uh, you know, uh, legislative action at all. The president has everything uh, at the tip of his finger to solve the crisis, uh, which illustrates that that's not what he wants. He wants more money for Ukraine. All right, Eric Matini's next. Stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network.
1: WFYY HD3 Windermere WXUS HD3 W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso Florida Man Radio
3: Mm. We're awaiting Eric Matheny Uh, in Arizona, a 73-year-old skydiver has died. Uh, authorities are investigating. A guy and uh, Terry Gardner and three other uh, fellow experienced skydivers were making their third jump of the day around noon, and uh, his parachute never fully deployed to slow his descent, and, you know, you know the rest. They say he's, he was a highly experienced skydiver with several thousands of jumps, but he did not deploy the reserved, the reserved second parachute. Uh, they're investigating the, the cause of the accident, and he packed his own chute. Uh, An unspecified problem with the envelope uh, of the balloon may have led to the fatal crash. That's the little bag that fills with hot air to make the other... Uh, oh, that was the... Well, that was with the eight skydivers that jumped out. He, he, he packed his own crash because they say most places won't. I mean, you're not going to, the guy, if you tandem, he's packing your, your, uh, shoots until you solo. And probably, uh, if it's a big enough outfit, they'll pack it for you to make sure, but you're going to learn to pack your shoot because at some point you're going to be doing so many jumps that none of these jump places want to take the liability, you know, it's too much. Um, all right. Uh, Our friend Eric Matheny joins us uh, from the Bob and Eric Save America podcast. Follow him where you get your social media, at Eric M. Matheny. Well, how are you, buddy? What's happening?
9: I'm doing well. How
3: are you? I'm well. Um, By all accounts, Tucker Carlson has interviewed Vladimir Putin, um, and I think a lot of people are shaking in their boots uh, today. With Tucker's reach... What do you imagine what could have what could Putin have dropped on him?
9: Well, you know, it's not so much what Putin has dropped on him because I think whatever he says, you know, people are gonna say it's it's propaganda, he's a terrorist, he's a you know cold blooded, whatever. And you can make whatever criticisms of Putin you want. Um I think it's hard, I think you know, we as Americans and I use the kind of the editorial sense of we to stand here and place our moral judgments on somebody like Putin, or really anybody, when our country is in the state it's in. So that's the first thing I'll say. Second of all, I don't know what the big hang-up is. Barbara Walters has interviewed him. He's been interviewed before. Geraldo Rivera interviewed Charles Manson. I mean, look, the bottom line is that people that are intriguing, people that are newsworthy, are going to get the attention of the media. He's not the first dictator. He's not the first strongman to be right. interviewed. He's not even the worst human being to be interviewed. Lest we forget, Time magazine named Adolf Hitler the person of the year. Right. So it doesn't necessarily mean that this is a great person. It means this is somebody who's newsworthy. He's the president of Russia. I I would certainly want to hear what he has to right. say. There may be some things he says. Like, yeah, culturally, I, I agree with you on those standpoints. He's taken a strong stance against some of our uh, cultural shortcomings here. But then again, yeah, does he, you know, do do reporters and journalists, you know, touch the wrong doorknob and end up poisoned in his country? Yeah, of course they do. So I think it's going to, I think it's, it's going to break the internet, um, you know, from people who both want to hear from Putin and people who want to criticize and condemn uh, Tucker Carlson. But I think the bigger picture is, is this is a guy on a twitter feed who is going to blow the mainstream media's numbers out of the water not even you cannot you cannot even compare the two it'll be like my son's middle school junior varsity team trying to play the Miami Heat right. like they're just not even in the same league that you could have someone like uh you know Anderson Cooper who might pull 700,000 viewers on a night and Tucker who might get you know Hundred million or more views, so I think it just goes to show that the mainstream media, the power they have, and that's the real thing they're scared of, is the reach and the influence they have is no longer.
3: Yeah, I mean, Dan Rather and Diane Sawyer interviewed Saddam Hussein, and you know, no one said much about it. And and Bill Kristol, I'm sure you read his remarks. He said, "We absolutely." need a total and complete shutdown of Tucker's returning to the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what's going on. Uh, he's so perplexed that actual journalism is happening. He needs to know uh, he's, it's unrecognizable to him. He needs to know he, something has got to be going on. Yeah, Bill, it's, it's, you know, it's journalism happening right in front of you.
9: Yeah, I, I, think, I think that was his, his attempt at humor. But at the same time, I think there's certainly an element of truth to that, that there are people that if they had their way... They would prevent an American citizen journalist uh, to re-enter the country, basically designate him persona non grata that you can't come back to your country because you spoke to someone who we don't like. You know, they have Zelensky. They open their arms to Zelensky and have him come into Congress and beg for money. I think he's just as bad as Putin. I do. I, I think he's just as bad, just as corrupt, just as horrible as Putin is. Um, yet we sit here and we listen to him. I don't particularly care for Putin, but you know what? He's, you got to say he's an interesting person. Well, absolutely. I mean, much the same as, much the same as. Did I watch the Charles Manson interview with, uh, with Geraldo? Yeah, because he's an interesting guy. Like, what led you to make the decisions you made? So I think we have to draw these parallels, especially in politics and culture, that just because you listen to somebody, just because you hear what someone has to say, doesn't necessarily mean you subscribe to their ideology. It's kind of like social media. If I follow somebody. It may not be someone who I like or agree with. I just, I find their viewpoint to be, I don't even know, if fascinating is the right word. It's just, I want to hear what you have to say, if only to maybe reinforce and strengthen my own arguments against it. So I think right. we have to get out of our bubbles of like, I only want to hear things that echo my sentiments. Here's something that makes you uncomfortable. That's the problem with the world. That's the big issue, is that too many people, both on the left and the right, don't want to be exposed to ideas that uh, aren't confirmed by their own bias.
3: He, uh, you know, when we read or I saw some on some clips from Russian media of them interviewing people on the street there in Russia, and he is Russia's favorite American journalist by far. I mean, they adore him, they admire him, and they speak about how truthful he is, and he has the balls to say what he wants to say. Uh, are there implications there that, I mean, he's so popular that he's the most I mean, of the world over, and do you think today's media will realize that he's got them... By the balls.
9: Well, I think, I think again, I think it's the power of of one particular journalist. And Tucker Carlson, I mean, he was the only reason a lot of folks are still watching Fox News. Once they let him go, I haven't watched Fox since they let him go. He was the only reason why he'd watch it. Um, the thing about Tucker, and he's really come a long way. I mean, I remember when he was like the nerdy bow tie guy on CNN, and then he was kind of like, like B team on Fox that he was like Fox and friends weekend. And then yeah. they finally gave him his own show in the right stage. And it took, he was well into his forties by the time that happened. It really took him a long time to reach this pinnacle of success. And he's really good at what he does. Not only is he very well spoken and intelligent, but just where he's willing to go. And the fact that he's no longer constrained by corporate media. And obviously Fox news is just that it, it, I really think that, um, and I, I don't think I'd ever want him to be in politics because I wouldn't want someone uh, as grand as he is to like defile himself in right, American politics, right. and we lose that voice if that makes sense. I think there's some freedom in not being in politics, but I think he he just articulates what so many Americans are thinking and the topics. He's um, he's brilliant, and you know whether you agree. And I certainly don't agree with him all the time, and sometimes I think. Uh, you know, that wasn't the best interview you could have done or you, you didn't focus on an issue you should have focused on. I, I think he's phenomenal. I think that his insight and his finger on the pulse of culture, he, hes I used to love Bill O'Reilly, and I think Tucker even takes it a step farther. Um, but they really they seem to have their finger on the pulse of what's going on and the issues that are really important to American people. And those issues are a lot more than just, you know, political policy positions it's more like what's happening to this country you know i had uh, javon pulitzer who's a great commentator on my show this weekend and just asking him like we long for these days like we long for these times when you know we grew up in the america we grew up in and i think tucker touches on that nostalgia like we are looking we're living in this in this time and i've never experienced a time in which we've been so aware of our surroundings, and more so comparing them to the times in which we've lived before. And it's like, when we lived during the good old days, I mean, do you ever really realize you're in the good old days? And here we are now, and we're like, oh my God. <laughs> you're right. What has happened to this world I grew up? like Everything is, is upside down and everything that we knew. Uh, and, and it's not a matter of agreeing or disagreeing, because we've always had that. It's a matter of those foundations, those things like gender, uh, like, American ideals, like, hey, work hard, you know, have accountability, <laughs> when those very constructs are shaken, like, oh my god, accountability is racist, oh, I like, mean, gender, you can flip a coin and be what you want, that's what really disrupts people, it's not, well, the Democrats and Republicans don't agree, they have never agree, that's the whole purpose of having a two-party system, if everybody agreed, we'd be a one-party state, so... I think Tucker just touches on that, and his audience is very receptive to it because, you know, and this is coming from the Fox News audience, which really is historically, you know, more of like your dad's and your granddad's news, and they obviously, a lot older and a lot more experienced than we are, they've got a lot more to look back on, and they can look back on their world and go, like, it's unrecognizable. So Tucker just has a really good and really profound way of, of phrasing those issues that, you know, make people long for the times in which we used to live. you know, make America great again. There's there's nostalgia. There's an idea that our country was once great and we've fallen. And that's kind of the whole underlying theme of not only, you know, journalists like Tucker Carlson, but populist political movements like America First and things like that is just going back to a time when we felt like the people we elected were serving our interests. And not only that, but we all as Americans shared a, a kind of a kinship And I think one of the big reasons why illegal immigration is so problematic is these aren't people with American values. These aren't people with whom we share anything, and it's values and core principles that unite us. That's the whole thing that upsets me about diversity. Everyone puts so much emphasis on diversity when I think it's more important to have commonality. Commonality is much more important than diversity as far as putting a culture together.
3: Oh, I I, I agree. Speaking of the border bill, is it DOA, like Johnson says? Are Republicans going to hold the line on it, or... Uh, what do you think's gonna happen? And you know, of course, we'll be blamed for you know not, not you know, bitching about the border and then not wanting to sign anything about the border. And we all know that that Biden's got the power in his hand and in the pen to do what he needs to do. He just has to attach it to something that he can unload hordes of money on Ukraine with. Um, uh, but it's becoming increasingly clear, I think, to most Americans that he can do it by himself without legislation. Will Republicans hold the line?
9: Well, you know, the former king of Nigeria owes me $125 million, so I'm putting more faith on getting that wire transfer than I am Republicans doing anything with the American people in mind. Yeah, you know, they, they say, oh, it's dead on arrival. We shall see. We shall see what concessions they're going to make. I'm reading this bill today. Um, basically, as long as they keep the daily border crossings under 5,000, it's not a state of emergency, so you know, figure out some creative accounting and, you know, you get forty nine hundred illegals coming here every single day. That's over one hundred and twenty thousand per month. Um, You know, (laughs) you do the math on that and it doesn't designate a state of emergency. Plus, I don't see what securing our border has to do with funding Ukraine. And and the other thing, the thing that gets me and nobody's given me a, a noble answer about it is. I thought illegal immigration is already illegal. I don't. We have the we have the laws in place already. All you have to do is enforce them. So what good is passing this bill right. that's not going to get enforced? That even even at its best is still going to bring in 120,000 illegals every month. And really, when you look at it, when you look at oh, we need a bill. We need a bill. These two hundred. Look, a border bill, one page. Secure the border. Done. But the. If you really look into the nuts and bolts of it, the this and the that, and an X amount of money for this and that, this is how the grift goes on. It's they go On one hand, you've got the insider trading. I heard Pelosi just made a million dollars last month on one trade. Uh, but at the same time, you have these, these people in Congress who can put their little, their little pork in there, their little line items, right. and you know, they get the money, they get the kickback. So it's really just kind of one big money laundering scheme with this bill. Um, and doesn't change anything at all as far as the border goes. I think we've reached critical mass in this country where the most extreme action needs to be taken. I would be fully on board with a 100% across-the-board moratorium on all legal, illegal, asylum, refugee. I don't care what you are. Just Shut it down completely, a moratorium for at least five years. If you've been waiting in line, I'm very sorry, but we can't sustain ourselves. And another thing is I've always wondered this is everybody on the left with the whole climate change what's a bigger climate issue than than illegal immigration when you have limited resources and people are coming to take advantage of those resources how do we take care of everyone adequately I mean that's a climate issue so a, illegal immigration touches on on everything and the back made is finally democrats are talking about it but it's interesting you know for for every year, you know, from 2017 on, no, it's not a crisis, not a crisis. Now it's a crisis, but Republicans are trying to prevent Joe Biden from doing anything about it. The bottom line is that neither party at its core, and we're talking about the establishment parties, neither party at its core has an interest in solidifying and securing the border. One, the Democrats want voters. They want as many as they can bring here, right. and I think they're gonna, there's going to be some push for amnesty or something so that those people can cast vote. If those people can vote, in 2024, they're not going to need to stuff the ballot boxes or, or voter software or mail-in voting. They're going to win. They're going to win because you're you're adding seven, eight, ten million people to the right. voter rolls, who you're saying, to whom you're saying, vote for us. We're gonna we're gonna you with public assistance. I'm the guy that gave you the, the the debit card. I'm the guy that gave you the phone. I'm the guy that gives you your food stamps, your health care. Don't do anything. You don't have to work. You have no job skills. You didn't come here for that purpose. But Just vote for us every two or four years. And this country's finished.
3: Do you believe, Eric, that uh, the Republicans are talking a big game about not doing this deal? It's DOA because they want to keep it on the table for Trump to use running into 2024, which, by the way, you know, it's it's more of the same. It's just a little less severe uh, than what's happening every day now. So it doesn't really have that effect. Or do they really not want to do a deal because they don't want to give any more money to Ukraine?
9: You know, I I think it's a mixed bag. I, I think there's there is some serious uh, ideological division within the Republican Party. Um, you certainly have way too many, you know, party loyalists who understand that, you know, look, the Koch brothers with their you know sugar plants and the you know, the manufacturers and the, who owns the farms, they need people to work, and the people who donate to the Republicans' campaigns are the people who own those businesses. So you have the cheap labor side to it. Um, But then you do have you know true populist, true America first patriots who understand the toll that it's taking on this country, and they want to see something much better than the bill they have. Now, my fear is that Republicans are going to cave just to pass something. I don't necessarily believe that um, they're holding it out for a campaign issue because whatever bill they pass, Believe me, when, if and when Trump is elected and if we get a really solid slate of Republicans uh, down the House and the Senate, we're going to get something much better passed. I mean, at the very best, in optimal circumstances, a bipartisan bill might stop the bleeding. I mean, think of it like triage a little bit, but by no means is it going to fix uh, anything, the level to which we need to fix it. So it can be a campaign issue whether they pass it or not. Now Biden's going to take a victory lap if he gets it. If he doesn't, he's going to blame the Republicans. Yeah. So either way, it's already a built-in. It's already a built-in campaign issue for the Democrats. But even if the Republicans pass it, it's still a campaign issue for Trump because Trump's going to say the Republicans were weak. They passed right. a, a bad bill. When I get into office, this is what I'm going to do. So Trump doesn't need it as he doesn't need the bill as an election issue for himself. I think you have a lot of folks, some good people. Uh, Few and far between, but some good people who are, who understand that you know this bill isn't doing anything, and it, and it still uh, you know, doesn't alleviate a very very serious problem.
3: Um, New York or New Jersey and New York City both celebrating. They got the World Cup uh, coming up in two years for the final seven or eight games. There, uh, you talk about critical mass right now. Uh, where are these uh, you know eight hundred and something thousand people descending on the on the World Cup going to stay when they get here?
9: Uh-huh. That's a good question. Um, well, I mean, look, they, you know, South Dakota has a population of about 500,000, and every year with Sturgis, they double that. So, uh, granted, there's a lot less population density in South Dakota. Uh, I, I figure they'll make it work. Um, what you're going to see, I think you see, you see it with the Super Bowl, is just the sheer level of human trafficking that comes oh, with these yeah. big sporting events. Yeah, the Super Bowl is the biggest human trafficking event uh, in the country. So, uh, you know, you bring people from all over the world for a sporting event. I think, you know, obviously the crime will follow. But certainly they'll make, uh, they'll make space for them. Hey, we make space for that many illegals in, you know, major cities every day. Certainly temporary. At least these people are going to be returning home. So at least there's a right. positive
3: to it. We can assume whether or not they get this bill done that we'll experience the same number of illegals entering this country as we have the the last uh, three years for the for the until election day at least. Um, I can't see them slowing that down for any reason. There's no inkling to do it. Um, by that point, New York City will is is going to be inundated. I mean, almost destroyed. And some other cities are going to be added to the list of uh, bus stops and plane flights and things of that nature. Do you think this? this this immigration issue continues to become a thorn in biden's side uh will enough to swing this election solidly in trump's direction uh,
9: i think i think yes I think when you get off of social media and you look at your average like centrist independent voter uh yeah, that is definitely they are seeing that i mean especially in the cities and especially with the crime and especially what we saw with those guys beating the cop and yeah. you know flipping off the the media yeah. <laughs> like that image is uh you know it, it stayed with me it reminds me a lot of that image um, when the sailors the iranian sailors uh took uh, our navy guys hostage and held them at gunpoint right. when obama was in office like it just makes you feel helpless as an american uh, maybe and, so uh, americans don't like Still that way. We vote on a couple of issues. We're not all politically savvy. We vote on a couple of issues. One, we vote on economic issues, and we vote on safety. If we don't have money in the bank, we don't feel safe. We're not going to vote for the incumbent. So that's certainly as far as a safety issue and seeing the rise in crime in cities. And you can sugarcoat it all day long, but the people who live there, who are experiencing it, seeing it firsthand, uh, I do definitely think that swings it the other way for Trump. Now, the Democrats knowing that, let's not sit here and pretend we're going to have a free and fair election, and oh boy, let's right. see what happens. Uh, they, you know, things things are in the works. That's why I, I, I have a fear about this amnesty push come summertime. You're going to see a big push for amnesty, and I hope that the uh, Republicans will stand firm and they don't cave oh, and they don't negotiate God. on this horrible, An amnesty push bill.
3: before 2024? No before 2024? I mean, what do you mean by amnesty? So. Com- complete amnesty and citizenship? Uh,
9: some, some form of it. Look, the bottom line is that the, the goal is to make these people citizens the goal is to make these people voters at least maybe not amnesty but some mechanism by which these people can vote like you don't need any voter id you don't need a, a driver's license you don't need that be having your name on the rolls. you can show up and give your name and, and you uh. can vote some mechanism or at least some lessened security where these people can vote because mind you that's the only reason why the democrats are pushing to have them here yep. it's not to have them here it's not you know philanthropic come here for a better life it's we want you to, we're losing our base. We need to create a new one.
3: Man. And and, and this whole plan is uh, uh, four years behind. Imagine where we would be today had Hillary uh, been elected in
9: 2016. Woo. Oh, my God. Yeah, it would accelerate <laughs> that. Yeah, Trump, Trump was the monkey wrench.
3: Oh, thank God. Eric, I appreciate it, brother. Uh, uh, we'll follow Eric wherever you get your social media at Eric M Matheny, particularly on X. It's a great follow. Also, the Bob and Eric Save America podcast always has a top notch guests and a great. It's a great podcast. I appreciate it, uh, Eric. Thank you very much, brother. Oh, who, oh wait, who's your? Uh, thank you. Who's your team? In the Super Bowl. Oh
9: man. Uh... I, I guess I got to go 49ers. <laughs> I just don't want to see uh, Taylor.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> it pains me as a Cowboys fan yeah, to root for I'm the 49ers. From California. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm a yeah, Cowboys I'm fan. I am from California originally, so I well, Yeah, hard
9: for you. Yeah, yeah,
3: very hard. All right, brother. Have a great week. We'll talk uh, next Monday. All right, see ya. Uh, the story about. You started talking about this today, the New Jersey Uber driver that uh, gets arrested and the cop delivers the food. We've seen that story before more than once. The cops always, if it's closed, the cops deliver the food.
7: Yeah, I almost wonder if that's like coming from the bosses like, hey, if you arrest a guy and he's got some Uber Eats in his car, just take it wherever it goes.
3: It happened again um, uh, in Florham Park, New Jersey. Uh, he was arrested, wasn't able to complete the delivery, but the surprise. Uh The customer who was behind the order uh turned out to be uh which one of the stupid Snooki's snooky's boyfriend or husband <laughs> uh he stopped the car. A ran a plate deal. He had an outstanding warrant. The officer didn't want the Uber Eats customer to go hungry. He decided to complete the order. It was McDonald's, by the way. Uh, he went to the residence. He didn't know at the time, but it turns out the customer waiting for the food uh, was Nicky Solitz, Snooky Polizzi's husband, Gianni Laval. And yes. that was, This I wouldn't know that guy if that's he a, was standing right in front of me.
7: That's uh, why I think. And <laughs> Giovanni's food.
3: Uh, that's amazing. All right. When we return, it will be time to uh, check out the remarks. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network.
4: Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life filled with dance, art, music, and knowledge. They dream of a brighter future with enough nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn and grow, to get an education, escape poverty, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, such dreams are coming true. Together, we give children a chance to set their sights high and succeed in school and in life by ensuring that they have access to healthcare, education, life skills, and so much more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. I'll be honest,
5: the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit MakeTheConnection.net slash Women Veterans. Chris Domine is a husband,
8: father, an athlete, even an Ironman.
3: America's, uh oldest living person turned 116 over the weekend. Whew. Edie Cacciarelli. Small town of Willits, California, Northern California, threw her a party as they had, they've done every year for a while. And one of the planning committee of that party is like, all right, let's not go crazy <laughs> just yet about, about this year's <laughs> birthday party. Uh, you know, it could be, you know, I don't even know when you get that old. I, you know, I guess you have to celebrate it, but you kind of feel like if you, okay, she's getting, you know, her birthday's in February. So we start meeting around October, November to make sure we got a plan. And then that whole time, you're just checking up on her every day.
7: Yeah. I mean, honestly, you probably should just be maybe the week ahead.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, they do a, a parade down the street, and uh, they all, the town employees driving the parade, including the mayor. City council, the fire department, the Boy Scouts will be there. Some horses, uh, and uh, you. She's not in it. They're going to drive by her assisted living home as she sits on the front porch.
7: Did they do the normal? uh, What keeps you alive this whole time? Oh, I hope not. I hope not. And she's like, because it's always like uh, either the healthiest living. Like or I, it's, it's, I drink whiskey and I have smoke,
3: you know, yeah. cigarettes forever.
7: It's this Cuban and a uh, Cuban cigar and uh, the uh, whiskey that every day.
3: They've been doing it ever since she became a hundred, and they say it's the biggest party of the year in, the, in this little uh, in this town. She still could feed herself. How about that? That's not bad at all. That's, a, <laughs> That's really. I mean, she's <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, she can still feed herself. Born in 1908, she's the oldest of seven kids. Wouldn't surprise you, know she's outlived every single one of them.
7: I would hope so. Uh,
3: She, uh, she's back in the day. It was work, work, work. Physical labor back in those days. We walked everywhere. We didn't have a car. We grew our own food. Watched old movies. That's the kind of life we have. Okay. I don't know if I want to live that old, man. I mean, she's still feeding herself. She's... <laughs> I bet that's a real challenge, too. Like,
7: oh, well, I mean, some yeah. of those you see where they're like, a, oh, bit, yeah. and it's just like a skeleton on a chair, oh. and they spoon feed. Oh, they got like, something in her nose, yeah. or a
3: feeding tube in her stomach. Yeah. Good for her. Good for you, Edie. Happy birthday. Uh, McDonald's is seeing a rather, uh, uh, it's their business in the Middle East is not going well. Uh, whenever there's Middle East turmoil, it hurts. Um, you know, look, they know it's delicious over there, but eating a cheeseburger <clears throat> is kind of an American thing. And they, you know, they know they love that Big Mac. But during these, whenever there's tension there, they hate Americans more than usual. Like when there's not any tension, like, okay, we'll go have McDonald's. Big Mac is mm-hmm, yeah. so good for you. Secret sauce. Uh, but when there's tension and the it's, you know, cool to hate on America, they just would rather eat at Farouk's falafel house and and not have a cheeseburger that day. So, uh, they've been, McDonald's corporate is helping their Middle East partners out by um, uh, wiping out franchise fees and, you know, but Yeah,
7: just wait it out, guys.
3: Yeah, it'll be over soon. Their growth in the United States is 4%. You surprised they still grow? Oh no, no!
7: Uh, I saw another girl said they're de- even despite all the protests and stuff, and and costs rising that they, they had a massive year.
3: Yeah, good for them. Yeah, the also uh, its its revenue rose to six point four one billion. Yeah,
7: uh, even even with their prices rising, when other prices skyrocket, places like McDonald's do well because of the fact that the person cannot go. To the grocery store and pay 125 dollars to feed their five kids a couple, they could just couple go, of double
3: cheeseburgers boom you're you out know, the door for five six bucks
7: you know it's gone up to 30 35 dollars for what it used to be but i it's saw still that. a
3: lot of people comparing what it cost them and bitching about it i mean yeah on social media like i went so and so i got uh, uh cheeseburgers uh uh combos for my husband and i and whatever cheeseburgers for the kids and it was 44
1: dollars
7: I mean, some of it I get when you look at it, like a McDouble used to be on a dollar menu a couple of years ago, but then the ones that are always like, oh, back in my day, it was ten cents. You could get a, a sack full of burgers for a nickel. Yeah, like, okay, <laughs> we've gone a little farther
3: past that one, I'm sorry guys. <laughs> for a nickel. <laughs> uh, I wanted to play this. Oh, here it is. Uh, for we... this is a woman uh, you'll know by the end of this thing. What it comes out to is she teaches white people about their whiteness. And the, she has a great way, a good example. She happens to be married to a white guy, which exposes her to a white family. And she has a great illustration of why they
11: are so racist. As a racial justice advocate, I'm often invited to give talks or to do workshops where I talk to white people about race. A big part of my practice is to offer real life stories, examples, that type of thing that help white people to be able to identify white supremacy in everyday life. My husband's family is white and I often use the cultural differences between my family and his family as a way to help white people see their whiteness. There's one example that I use that always gets a ton of pushback. This is going to
3: help you if you're white. This will help you see your whiteness.
11: My husband and I were late to our first Thanksgiving with his family. Quote, quote, late. I say late because it started at 12. We got there at 12.10. But whenever we got there at 12.10, everybody was already sat down and eating. I didn't know that. I use this illustration to point out that different cultures have different understandings of time, late, and what it means to be polite.
3: Different cultures have... so. It's, it, it, She's upset because it started at twelve. She got there at twelve ten. People are already eating, so that means they're impolite. She wasn't the impolite one by showing up late.
7: Yeah, it's always stuck that if, if they say dinner is at twelve, that means food is going to be served at twelve. Yeah, so or lunch at this, but lunch will be served at twelve. So if you come at twelve ten, you're late. Food's already being served.
11: Without fail, a white person will push back and say that lateness is impolite. I always use this as a teachable moment. I usually ask a series of pointed questions that challenge their assumptions. Sometimes it takes a lot of work. But by the end, they're able to identify how white cultural dominance works in this one small area of life.
3: Wow. Being on time, we've talked about this before. thats It's yeah. a white thing.
7: Well, it's a white, now it's a generational thing too, because now you see a lot of the, the Gen Z people say, I don't understand uh, having to be at time on work. I, I don't... Right. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, that's going on. My, I told my when my one uh, of my when my stepkids, were, my sons, were still living in the house. Uh, Gable had a job just four blocks up the street as at a pool as a as a lifeguard. A uh, pool uh, ran by the Y, and he, I knew he started at noon. I get I uh, walk in the kitchen and it's like uh, three minutes till noon, and he's eat, making a sandwich. I said, "What are you doing?" He goes, I'll go, "I'm making a sandwich." Uh, I said, "Well, you gotta you, you gotta be at work." He goes. Yeah, like in three minutes. I said, yeah, but you're making it, and then you're going to eat it, and then you're going to skateboard down the street. It'll take you five, ten minutes to get there, and then by then it's 12.10. He's like, "That's no big deal. I'm like, but yes, your job started at noon. Kids can't start swimming yet until you get there, and you're skateboarding down the street with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich (laughs) in your hand. Uh, Let's get to some remarks from the Florida Band Radio app and Powered by Morris Family Farms and Organic Meats in Lake Mary. A great way for you to listen to the show on your terms, as many do. You've heard the listening habits today and uh, participate in the program. Hit the uh, microphone at the bottom. There we go.
10: Little House on the Prairie guy here. I listen to whatever I want, whenever the hell I want. Be do be do. Futurama guy here. See, now, Shannon Burke Show doesn't have a budget. Or paid caller. But that's why Star Trek Guy is always complaining about how much money the boss makes and how he doesn't get very much. See, I'm putting it all together. Eita, eita. Why would
3: I need people pay people to I mean this we don't pay anybody to communicate with us?
10: <laughs> Battlestar Galactica guy. Um Star Trek Guy can go frack F R A C K. Ronald D. Moore is no idiot. Um, Star Wars guy can go frack himself. They can all go frack themselves. I'm just trying to save the human race, man, from the the alien robots.
3: What all more right. do you want?
10: Okay. Yo, Stoner. Was the reception at least worth going to? What's
3: he
7: talking about? Stoner guy talking about how uh, he was in a threesome oh. and he <laughs> was beautiful. Yeah. Yo,
4: That's
3: Stoner. Show. That's a funny joke.
0: Hey, what's up, Shando? Easy. Heather. Sparky352. So now I see what the problem is with Star Trek guy and Liberal Larry. They both need a nice, good educational lesson from the Don Miller show. They both need to listen to that man and call in and co- have a conversation with him. I'd love to see that. I'd pay, mon- I'd pay money for that. Hey, great show, guys. be Why do
7: you know Liberal Larry listens to Don Miller? Yeah, he's called in, Yeah, right?
10: Come on, Shannon, really? Breathing hole? I think after six weeks of pre-med, you'd figure out it's called a mouth. Anyways, be-do-be-do.
4: <laughs> Every time I see a man in the car picking his nose, digging it, like, knuckle deep, <clears throat> has a man bun and a beard.
1: Gross. Ha, remember your boy Booger
10: Leg Rick? He had a nose-picking problem in his car.
3: I knew a dude who had a booger towel that he sat on in his car and hung over his towel in the front because he had a long commute. And he liked to pick his nose, and he wiped it on that towel. For real. That would real. be the most awful thing I've ever heard yeah, before. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> disgusting.
4: I didn't quite finish my thought.
3: No, don't say So it. the men
4: I see digging their don't. noses in traffic don't. all the way up to their knuckles
1: uh,
3: are
4: men with <laughs> man buns. And beards mm-hmm. and they always 100% of Ugh. the time eat it. Ugh. Yes, I said eat it.
3: I heard you. <clears throat> Disgusting.
1: Hey, Heather. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be
0: cowboys, let them grow up to be doctors and lawyers.
3: Lo- okay. That's not only off topic, I don't know what it's all about.
0: Hey, a Guy here. This is why I sound like this. Getting gas one day, 30 years ago, forgot my wallet, jumped in the car, my 110-pound Doberman broke my nose. That's okay. Me and the gas lady had fun later. Uh, relevant to the show, the communal living, don't pick your nose, and uh, very sorry about the parachute guy, but was he a nose picker? Question mark. Uh, Protect the nose.
9: Beedle, beedle. Shannon, JNPA. I just had a question. Does anybody else know? I, I mean, I've
10: emailed and tried to talk to senators about why there's not just one subject that gets pushed through these bills at a time. Like, if we wanted to do the border, we do the border. That's it. We don't talk about money for another country or Ukraine or whatever else. That's it. It's just about... The border. Anybody know? I can't get a straight answer from anybody. Yeah. Be-do-be-do.
3: Because they have to pack on some pork. The, uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You want a border bill? Give me $68 billion for Ukraine. It's the way it's always going to be from here on in.
10: What's going on, guys? This border bill, if you checked out the border bill, there's really nothing in the border bill to stop. Illegals from coming across the border. It pretty much gives money for more Border Patrol agents, which they don't patrol the border and protect the border as it is. Why would we need more agents? You know, it's the bills there to give money to Ukraine and money to Israel. And I say the only one that could stop this is Trump. That's it. He did it before. He'll do it again. Beetle, Beetle, Ray, Ray out. Hey, Nate's the guy again, number two.
0: Uh, look up Kristen with a K K R I S T A N N H A L L apparently she teaches everybody about constitutional law. Very well versed. Okay. Uh, she teaches state people, government people and everything else of uh, constitutional right. law. I don't and what cut the you constitution means. I get it. Thank you.
7: I was listening earlier in that segment about having white problems in schools. Well, those are good problems to have because there's always two things white people are going to have over other minority students
1: with a higher percentage, colleges and futures.
3: Mm. Car insurance.
6: I made the mistake of taking a nap this afternoon, but I tuned in just in time to hear. The only thing you guys need to know is they didn't evacuate any hotels for homeless veterans. And all these things these um, illegals are doing, they put you in jail for it. That's all you need to know.
10: Mm-hmm. Hey, man, it's close. We never had that problem with picking your nose up, you know, because we, we learned to do the farmer's blow when I was young, back in Plum Nelly, where I'm from, you know. Anyway, hey, yeah. Uh, uh, I uh, my stroke is I'm completely healed too, baby. I went out and sang this weekend Saturday night, went and sat in with my favorite band, Superfaced. I out uh the downtown music hall had a blast. Hey peace, strokey J.
8: I wouldn't mind living to be pretty old, but you know, you'd want to be able to care for yourself more than care for yourself like be engaged and my grandfather was 106 and he was painting and still doing his uh writing and whatnot so who knows
6: hell no i don't want to live that old hell i don't even want to make it to 70 man grannies get hateful when they get old boys I got one boy uh, born in 1940, depending on which one of her birth records you want to go back. Cause they didn't keep paperwork back then that well. Hateful as ever now after a stroke. <laughs> Good luck with y'all when you're elderly. <laughs> Eric's pretty amused that the older lady can still feed herself.
3: I think it's funny that, that, funny. that they mention that as a that's as funny. a you know descriptor of how she's doing.
6: Yeah, that's
7: more mine was the newspaper felt the need to let everyone know that she's doing all right. She can still feed herself. Everyone. <laughs> come on.
10: liberalism is a mental disorder, and we need to start treating it as such. So we need to come up with a drug like Liberal
2: or something. I don't know.
6: Third one, I know. When can we start making uh, videos about how uh, you can stop being that word by pointing out how you're being that word, if you get what I mean? Oh, this lady. I'm doing this to help people, help white people see their whiteness. Yes, let's continue to fight racism with racism. That, That makes sense, yeah.
3: Yep.
7: If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Amen.
8: Hey, guys. Just thinking about how hard it must have been rounding up all those 4,000 or so gang members. But, you know, my gosh, look what Trump's up against when he starts deporting these millions of these people. It's probably going to be kind of (laughs) ugly. Anyway, great show today. B-do-b-do.
6: That
10: woman doing the seminars on racial justice obviously isn't aware of the significance
9: of the passage of time.
3: Yeah.
10: Maybe she should talk to Kamala Harris.
9: I'm a white guy, so it might be just me, but I think the white people are the oppressed because black people and other people have freedom of speech. White people, we can't say certain words or we'll get canceled. We can't use blackface. We can't say, like this new movie, uh, The Magical Society of Negroes. Um, Yeah, if I did that as a white person, we would be ostracized. And uh, there are things that white people can't do that anyone else can do, and it's perfectly fine.
3: What's the name of the movie? The... Society
7: of Magical Negress. Magical Negress.
3: Close Encounters of the Third Kind guy here. Okay. Uh,
9: is anything I say truthful? Let me know. doo. Assuming 12 o'clock means 12 o'clock is like assuming water is wet. You aren't challenging anyone's assumptions about different cultures having different interpretations of time by doing this. You're just justifying your own disregard for other people's time. doo. Yep.
10: Towel? <laughs> Andromeda guy here. Yeah, man. Oh man. Dylan Hunt, he's a dude, man. Hey, Star Trek guy. Take a chill pill, man. Check some Andromeda. Still got old. What's her name, Barrett? <laughs> I got to bust
6: through these. We have too many of them. How has nobody at this point called himself Huge Penis Guy? <laughs> Beep. <Be-do, be-do. laughs> You can pick your friends, and you can pick
10: your nose, but you can't pick your friends. Hey Shannon, my check for my remarks
7: bounced, so <laughs> if you could send another one, please.
10: <laughs> uh. Terry from Thirty A, what's with the booger picking today? Bubba had booger picking too.
3: Story. To be- it's in the news.
10: To hell with the
0: border bill. Prepare for war. At the end of the day, we're going to get one result out of this. And we all know what this result's going to be. Get ready. Just get ready.
2: I don't know what that lady has against Lemmy. He was just picking his nose and going hungry. When I lived in Deltona, I had a, a, a great mechanic. And I walked around the corner in his shop one day, and there he was with his thumb up his nose all the way to the knuckle. Now, I couldn't even do that. It split my nose. But things were never the same between me and him again.
0: Hey, what's up, Shando? Other easy, sparky again. Yeah, I was about 25 feet in my lift hanging a light. and I caught a welder with his finger knuckle deep in his nose. He pulled it out. I said, don't eat it. Don't eat it. He looked up at me. I told him, I said, you got to look in all directions, bro. Eye in the sky. Hey, about? hey there's the guy again. Uh, Sorry. Third time. Uh, uh, no, that Kristen Hall. Okay. Everybody uh, needs to listen. Okay, to her. I know. I know
3: what you're talking. She talks to people about the Constitution.
10: Ketamine was used in Dexter.
3: All right. I mean, I... I it's totally off-topic. I don't even want to push some woman named Kristen Hall that she educates people on the Constitution. Uh, You've said it, and we heard it. I mean, everybody should be more educated about the Constitution.
10: I'm starting to think that Kate's dad is that old dude from those Dos Equis ads.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's funny. Did you guys mention something about 59% of women have a sexual fantasy about being with another
0: woman? Um, My guess is statistics would say there's a high probability
3: that Kate might fall in that 59%. I've been masturbating ever since. (laughs) Ah, Wow. All right. Those are the remarks uh, for today's show. Thank you for leading. They're powered by Morris Family Farms and Organic Meats. Um, Download the app if you don't have it. All right. And thank you. And don't be repetitive. Don't be so preachy either.
7: Have you heard about Kristen Hall?
3: <laughs> she educates people on the Constitution. Everybody, everybody needs to know. Well, I get it. I'm not. Plus, or you could read the Constitution yourself. I mean, <clears throat> would be also uh, educational. All right, we'll take a final break here. When we return, we'll um, wrap it all up for you. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network.
4: For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to protect and make the world a kinder place for animals. You can help, too. Visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways to build a more compassionate world for all of us.
2: A veteran's hope. Where are you hiding? I search for you in the seconds, the minutes of each and every day. Hear me as I call out to you, welcome me home. Alone we stood, divided we fell, no longer. We choose to make the connection. Our new mission lies within. Visit MakeTheConnection.net to learn more.
3: Oh, I get it. guy. We've talked about the constitutionality of Texas and Arizona and New Mexico being able to protect themselves um, no matter what. The uh, Supreme Court of the federal government says uh, a couple of times on oh, this, "You must have missed it." Uh, sorry. Uh, the NYPDs remember the uh, little police robot deals they sent out on the, for the subway months ago? Uh, well, they have been pulled from service. Well, at one point, Eric Adams said these things were going to be a part of the fabric of the future.
7: I'm honestly amazed they made it this long.
3: Me too. They've been in t- uh, Times Square subway station. Uh, uh, their Big Brother Robocop-type deals to patrol the city streets. And uh, uh September, Eric Adams announced that another one will be joining the department. 400 pounds. They roam Times Square, patrol the mezzanine level of the station. They're driven by AI. They're no longer to be deployed there. It's the end of the robot uh, subway um, patrol. Uh, they don't get, you know, they're, they're expensive. They thought they were great. They didn't take bathroom breaks. They didn't have meal breaks. You know, uh, they're 12500 bucks a, a piece. Um, and they were bought using forfeiture funds, so they didn't come out of the budget.
7: You think they're selling them cheap, though?
3: Oh like, man! I'd love to have one of these. in couple the of Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. That's a great <laughs> idea. Go pull some uh, some stuff off the printer for me. Things like that. <clears throat> um, it's it captured audio and but not it captured no video but not audio, and a button that you could uh, you could hit at any at any point if you're in danger the cops would be called where it uh, where it was. But I don't know that it ever. I never read any story about anything how it saved the day or uh, you know.
7: My understanding is that. Never got to the spot where it was on its own. It always had a nanny cop that was walked around with it, so it didn't actually accomplish anything because you had a RoboCop with a nanny cop just walking. Just to walk around. Hey, hey!
3: Don't touch the RoboCop. Yeah. Hey, hey! Don't pee on the RoboCop. (laughs) Hey, don't don't spray paint the RoboCop. (laughs) Where are you going with the RoboCop? (laughs) (laughs) Bring back that RoboCop. (laughs) All right. Uh, That's it for us today. Thank you for uh, for tuning in. Thank you, Easy. Thank you, you. you. Heather. Thank you. Oh, thank you for listening. We're back tomorrow 3 Eastern, 2 Central. Proudly following Bubba the Love Sponge, who gets the network started in the morning, is back in the saddle again. And then Don Miller, quickly becoming uh, the uh, everybody's favorite hysterically funny uh, black radio host. We'll see you tomorrow on the Florida Man Radio Network. I am Shannon Burke. Have a good night.